Nina looks down on things that are smaller than her. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And you're getting the third dragon this week, Nina Matsumoto. Hello. There she is. I'm back you, you might again. Have, you might have heard her on other podcasts. Since, were we the first podcast you did? No, there was an NPR podcast I did, like, years before that. I think I talked about this in, our, in the first appearance of Sneaky okay, Dragon. Okay, but that was, but like, that was ages set, ago. Yeah. So long ago. But um, a brief reminder, the, the guy interviewing me was... He said something weird like, it's like, oh, so when you were um, in high school, you were drawing comics? Like, isn't that like weird? Like, what girls your age being like cheerleaders and things like that? I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> it's not a thing in Canada. This anyway, was NPR. Yeah, some kind of NPR podcast. That's a weird It was kind of painful. That is sure a weird was, Sure, it wasn't NPR, Male Privilege Radio. <laughs> oh. Oh. There you I'm are. woke. Man. <laughs> Good joke uh, right off the top. Early, early this morning. You okay. can't see it, but uh, Dave is shaving with a Gillette razor right now. <laughs> and enjoying a refreshing Coke. <laughs> Which yes. I don't know if uh, Coke is woke, but... It rhymes, so it is. They should, it should be their next ad campaign, <laughs> Coke is Woke. Be. It should be. But anyway, yeah, so that kind of what, soured, what my, let's like, soured my experience on podcasts. Until I want to see a dragon, I'm like, okay, so they're not all like that. Yeah, but also, it's just be such, such a strange thing. Like, like uh, I thought you'd be like a cheerleader, and you'd go, oh, I forgot I was. No, I was a cheerleader. <laughs> you know, that, you're right. That's what I was. Yeah, it's, it's such an odd thing, thing to say. I know. I, I mean, we don't have cheerleader culture in I Canada. Think, yeah, well, that's one thing. But I think that Jose that are trying to make a bridge between you and the listener... And for the listener, they're trying to like make sense of what you do, which is weird because you sit in, you sit in a room and draw. And but you drawing when you're in high school, and you drew when you're in high school, which is also weird. Don't you, know? you think there would be like a lot of girls who would be like by themselves drawing and writing? Isn't that like more standard I, than the no. cheerleader? I, I, well, no, well, here, I would say the I opposite. Say. I would say the opposite of that. Really? Yeah. Not in my school. I, don't know, I pretty much told him like, no. Actually, a lot of people thought I was cool for <laughs> doing a lot of art. Yeah. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a generational thing. Right. Could be that for sure, but I. I still think that there's more people involved in sports in high school than there's people involved in sitting in the room and drawing. Again, it depends on where you grew up. I, I, I mean, I was with a th- uh, musical theater crowd, really, for the most part. So, mm-hmm. you know, those those folks also did introvert up when sure. they weren't on stage. But the musical theater crowd was a small segment, very small segment of the high school population. I guess so. Not in the high schools I went to. I felt like there was huh. a good balance between everybody. And, and everybody got along, too. Like the weirdos got along with the jocks. <laughs> There's no such thing as weirdos and jocks, even. Like, well, yeah, you can, maybe it's just a Canadian you, thing. Yeah, well, you, yeah, that's. I think that's. Uh, I don't know about that. When I went to school, there were definite jocks, and jo- jocks def- definitely had like a place above us in the hierarchy of the school. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were on the rugby team and stuff like that, you you knew that you weren't quite worthy of their, their exalted position. But I do think that I do think that computer like computer games and stuff like that definitely changed how. The perceptions of what nerds were and stuff like that had a major, like, shift in that time. Like, between when we went to school and when Nina went to school, I think there was a big difference. Like, when we went to school, if you went to the arcade, wasn't, like, it was sort of becoming a thing, but I don't think it was, it still didn't, like, you know, if you were really good at the arcade, it still didn't mean anything in your school life. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know. But I think nowadays, I think it's different now. Like, people, you know... Like there's a different the gamer culture and stuff like that is a lot different than when we were in school. Everyone really admired uh, Fred Savage when he became the wizard. Remember that? So you know he was very good at uh, Super Mario Three. 
You're talking about a movie. I am talking about a movie. <laughs> okay, well. And the movie was called The Wizard. Yeah. And I, also, I, if you played video games, aliens would come to the Earth and uh, uh, recruit you. Yeah, it was you all a test. That's absolutely become, that to, because, never actually seen Become that. a starfighter. Have so, you not seen The Last no. Starfighter? Well, you have no. a chance because they're, they're remaking it basically for a show for um, Hulu called... Oh. We, don't, we don't get Hulu, though. Can't watch it. It's okay. There's ways everything to find comes. Stuff. Everything eventually comes. <laughs> you know, like uh, Titans is now on Netflix here in Canada. It was on like whatever the you know the Disney, not Disney Channel, but the DC Channel in the states. Mm-hmm. Everything comes here. Yeah, they want to make money off us foreigners sure, as yeah. well. So they so they will make. By the way, when have you're you talking, seen this? Have you seen this show? It's a. Oh, it's uh, a. There's a. Um, there's like I was I was showing a trailer at work yesterday for this new show, and it is a show like the Last Starfighter. In fact, they reference the Last Starfighter oh, in the show. It? But it's like a, a guy, a young guy who's yeah. really really good at this video game, and it turns out this video game is a test to become a warrior uh, in the future for the future. It's called Future Man. Was it? Oh, f- well, Future Man has been on for like two seasons already. Oh, okay. Well, and I it's, guess it's kind of a parody. That shows where I what I know. It's a yeah, that's a pretty crazy crazy show. <laughs> Isn't that also Ender's Game? Uh, Ender's game, but you're—he's really good at this game. So they recruit him, and that—but he's really—is that what fight. it is? I think yeah. I missed the beginning of. <laughs> I walked in when it was being watched, and just kind of watched. What I wanted to say though was when you were saying how uh, you know all the groups are divided in the in the school. If I see another TV show uh, which has someone going to a school and go like, "Well, this is what it's like," and you, you got <laughs> the jocks over there, and over there's the burnouts, and over there's the da da da. I just watched Deadly Deadly Class last night. Okay, and it's about a school for murder. And they still had that shit. Okay. I was like, Ugh. It just shows how out of touch the writer is. Yeah. These are the nerders. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, it's set in the eighties, so there was eighties music. But when I was watching <laughs> when I was watching Titans, okay. it felt like there wasn't a song before like nineteen ninety two. Wow. I mean after nineteen ninety two. It was like everything was so it was like same with watching Sabrina. It was just like, well, this is all just songs from the writers. Teen years. Teen years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything yeah. is like locked in whatever the writer's teen mm, years are. Mm. And it's like all really out-of-date old songs. And I'm an out-of-date old guy. And I'm going like, knock it <laughs> off. But going, going back to the whole like um, who's ostracized and who's not in high school yes. thing. I, I think it really is like a generational difference. And also depends on where you grew up as well. Because, you know, I I grew up in Vancouver and it's very diverse here and mm-hmm. more open mouth. <laughs> I know. Like the most... I, I just think about how the most one of the most popular girls in my high school. She's like, uh, she was like a, a larger set uh, girl, and she was a lesbian, and she was uh, like a singer songwriter. So yeah. wow, that is pretty. <laughs> and good. And she was like the most one of the most popular girls in school. Like y- you wouldn't um, write a character like that. I don't mm. think. But no, that's you, just how it was in my would, high school. Yeah. Nowadays, you would, yeah. yeah. But back then, back then no, no. no. Yeah, we've talked on, we've talked about again Sabrina in, in the past here, and how you know they had a thing where you know the uh, the, the the trans kid was being bullied by f- four jocks yes. that just were like. Oh, for, and the nun is jocks. Th- that's Letterman. They're like Letterman. Letterman they have their, they have, <laughs> their, they have their leather jackets on and stuff. It like, it's like, so really? it's old fashioned, right? Are we like, still doing this? Yeah. Are we still doing this? Well, it's, it's just, just so. It's such a weird because well, that show's odd because it it is it is a mix of past and present. It's a you know it has old cars, but they have people have cell phones, but they also use landline phones. Like Sabrina's house has a landline phone. Plus, in it. they're also witches. But she's talking to Harvey <laughs> on her. La- she's talking to Harvey on her landline. Yeah, and Harvey's talking on his cell phone. Like it's. It's just a weird kind of mix them up. Have you seen the Sabrina show at all? I have not yet. Yeah. I would be curious what you would think. I do want to see it. I've just been so busy with Nina movie has lately. a life. 
I'm busy yeah. with moving. I don't have uh, internet in my place yet. Even it's gonna oh be hooked up tomorrow. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm I'm using. No, that generally gave me generally gave me a chill. They're like, you're going without internet? Are no, you no. Right? I'm using my landlord's Wi-Fi in the, oh, okay. in the time being. Thank God. All right. He's a he's a very nice guy, so he's letting me use that. Tomorrow I'll get everything hooked up. I don't feel good about using something like Netflix while I'm using someone else's Wi-Fi, so I've been holding off on that. Mm. On our last uh, yeah. the last place we lived, uh, our uh, upstairs neighbors did not feel bad about doing that. <laughs> what? And so Mooching got, off like, your Wi-Fi? Uh, yeah, yeah. They offered they offered to pay, and then they paid for one month, and then for about a year, nothing. <laughs> Why didn't you tell them to pay up? Well, here's what we or ended change up, the password. Here's what we ended up doing uh, when it was like the eclipse. Uh, we went we went to the states for like a little bit, and we turned off the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And then when we came home, there was an envelope full of money through the mail slot. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was like, oh, all right, <laughs> okay, that's the way that's going to be. So we took that, uh, but then that ran out right quick, mm. and uh, yeah, and then we later on asked. Uh, if we could have a little more money and uh because they were using our wi-fi all the time and uh, it didn't really work out and then and then i we got evicted so that's the end of that story hmm. oh yeah so we all it, got evicted it went past the passive aggressive stage right <laughs> before you got you're holding the internet hostage before ian went full-on <laughs> passive yeah. I, I would just change the password. <laughs> they were young kids, says my wife, and she felt sorry for them. I that would be okay, except that they, you know, we made a deal and then they broke. Yeah, yeah I feel that's, like that's what's bad about it. I think I feel like you gave them some some rope, and then they hang themselves. And we gave we gave them a really good deal on it too. Mm. That was the other thing too. And yeah. also, we were like crazy super broke for like a big chunk of that time. And I'm like, and we're also paying for these guys. Yeah. The Wi-Fi. yeah. Yeah, so that was the thing. And also ours was getting kind of that slow would, and uh, glitching that would, out. That would so burn often. my bacon. Oh, you know what, though? Like, since I'm living on my own for the first time in my life, I get to set up my own uh, Wi-Fi username and password. You sure can. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I have to think can. of something very clever. Oh, okay. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you say it out loud on the air? So why don't you tell me yours and say it out loud? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, well, mine is uh, Dave Dedrick Rocks. Oh, <laughs> so nice. Thank you. Yeah. Well, my landlord's Wi-Fi password. I'm not going to say it, by the way. It is, yeah. um, it's a reference to their pet being very fat. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I thought that was very cute. Good. Yeah. yeah I they also like, have a large cat. I always feel like uh, going to the dog park and just listening to people calling for their dogs and just going like, thanks for your Wi-Fi password. Thanks. Got it. Here we go. Now you just got to figure out when the I, date they were born. When I set up the computer network <laughs> at my work, my original or my old job, I made the password swordfish. Because the password is always swordfish. So, mm. Is that a reference to something? Horse feathers, the Marx Brothers film. The password is swordfish. Oh, okay. Ah, I thought okay. that was from the movie Swordfish. Well, they, they borrowed that from the horse, movie Horse Feathers, which came out before Swordfish. I don't think it did. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. I think maybe you're right. I don't know. It's an upside down world. So uh, have you got a goal for when you're going to be fully moved in or are you going to be like living out of boxes for a while? What do you think? It's going to uh, well, well, oh. When David swung by yeah, to pick me up I, today. And I, I purposefully went into, uh, <laughs> came and knocked on the door because I wanted to see her progress because I've seen, I've seen the boxes pile up yeah, and then kind of like an old, old fashioned uh, stop motion animated film. I seen them go boop, boop, boop. boop <laughs> yeah. David boop, also helped me move. He's the MVP of moving. Yeah. David honestly. also helped us as well. Yeah. Very much oh. so, yeah. Hooray for David. Yay. Yay. Hooray. Thank you. Hey. But yeah, I would have invited you in any way to show you. Look, all the boxes are gone. Well, yeah. most of them are gone. Yeah. Still, still a little bit, but not, not nearly what was I there. would say I'm 95% done. There are still some boxes by the entrance that you saw, but those yeah. are like stuff that's going to be donated mm-hmm. soon. So cool. that'll be out of the way soon. That's I've nice. got a giant, a huge crawl space that I can shove everything in, which is amazing. 
I've never had anything like that great. before. Yeah, it's so cool. Like I can go in there and like I could even set up an, another room in there. I can make it the guest room, a very dusty guest room. <laughs> there was a creepy house that we looked at uh, when we were looking, and it had a room that you got into by uh, like a door that was about I don't know two feet high, hun, something like that. Yeah, like a, it was like a crawl space, but then you walked into it and it was the biggest room in the house. Oh, really? like it was, you know, That's you saw odd. the shape hmm. of the roof. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a, an attic, but like that was parallel to the other rooms. It was just enormous, but um, unfinished. So like just slats on the ground and, and whatever. I was like, well, what the hell is this? It was just like such a creepy, weird. What would you do? You couldn't like put record, a room record in a there. podcast in it. <laughs> I don't People know, podcast man. out of their closets. I think it would be freezing for one thing. <laughs> but 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 you know what would you do? You couldn't put a bed in there. No, you know. Uh, it they probably called so, it a bedroom, though. You'd have to, like, crawl in. Like, yeah. just having to crawl into your room. You fill it with so, junk. I guess you fill it with junk. Yeah, yeah, but even that, the door to it is, like, so small. That you couldn't fill it with, like, big junk. Yeah. Like, you know. So it's just like it's just such a weird waste of damn well, my, space. It sounds like my crawl space, actually. Oh, okay. Because my crawl space is it's like my space, but, <laughs> but smaller. <laughs> um, Mycrawlspace.com. My it's full of your um, <laughs> I, I need a stepladder to get into it because it's really high off the ground. Okay. If I was taller, I'd probably be able to crawl in, but I'm, I'm very short, so I can't. And But it's a good thing I'm short, though, because then I can fit through the actual door, mm-hmm. which is like half the size of a regular door. And then, you know, once I'm in there, I don't, I don't risk bumping my my head into things as much i still have to crush down a bit oh yeah yeah <laughs> not used all... to that are you yeah. <laughs> no i'm not now i know how you guys feel <laughs> i mean it's so i mean this is one of the nice things about this new place is i don't bump my head on everything mm-hmm. like going to do laundry i would There's a lot of space hit, i would hit my head yeah. a lot and the, downstairs place, in the basement yeah, that was... i would hit my head a lot and they so didn't care about that place that they put the doors upside down for the most part. And it was just like, ugh, like the doorknob just in a weird area. Okay. Just, oh, it's like a little bit too high up. Uh, yeah, too wrong. That's funny. wrong. How do you get that wrong? And once you get it wrong, why do you not fix it? You, don't you just shrug your shoulders and you go, just eh. don't give a fuck it, is what it is. It still yeah. opens, doesn't it? It, it does. Oh, it does it's, open. It's, there's nothing more annoying than, than having to do uh, repair or work on work that someone else has done before you who is just a rank amateur i think i've talked about it when i <clears throat> last year i had to replace the taps um the outdoor ta- the outside taps because they both were leaking and so i decided i was going to put in those fr- the new kind of frost they're like they don't they don't uh freeze so the the washer doesn't crack so you don't get leaks so they're long they're like eight inches long an eight, eight inch long shaft and then it goes in so that's all well and good so it goes into the house but then this person when he, when he put in the uh, pipes, he didn't match them to to each other. So he put the pipe in about two inches below where he had the yeah. where he had the the uh, uh, pipe coming from the outside. So I tried to match them together, and they're like two inches apart. So then I had to buy this flexible like PEX um, pipe, which is a little bit flexible to try and like make this transition from this copper pipe two inches below the other one i'm just like terry my hair would like why not make them match <laughs> so the when someone goes to fix it which is what i'm trying to do it's easy and not a struggle you dumb idiot it's always i think it's always fun when you move into a new place and you discover all the things that went wrong clearly <laughs> when they were making it it's yeah. almost like uh I don't know about that. well it's, i think it's kind of funny like um mm, okay yeah. like it's got a backstory to it and you can tell it was oh, made by human hands you know you with sure human can. errors everywhere yeah. it reminds me of the house that all the house, too human. The house that Love built when Ned Flanders' house 
was destroyed by the hurricane, yes. so all of Springfield got together to it's make him a new one. Bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically. I we, we uh, this is a really good place, but here's the one thing that I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's like I have no idea how to change a lot of these light bulbs, and there's like there's some light bulbs that have gone oh, off yeah. in the bathroom upstairs that okay. I'm just now. Oh. The ceilings are very high up. In they there. are very high up. That's the thing. Anytime that we're changing anything, it's getting a couple of ladders out and then getting on someone's shoulders. Do you have a tall ladder? We have a tall ladder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, there's one in. There's like a, a light in the stairwell that's going to be fun to change. And it's one of those ones you got to like unscrew like eight screws. Oh, and really? Take a whole industrial oh, yeah, the, thing out. The ones do. above the the stairs. Yeah, that looks dangerous. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to put a ladder there. What are you no, supposed no, to do? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they're hopefully they're LED lights because I think those last a little longer than. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, there's a couple that have blown out already, like in the oh, uh, in the living room and out front. You can see like some of them are some of them are out. Uh, yeah, we got to figure that out at some point. Oh, you got lots of little. <laughs> you got lots of little lights. Yeah, there's yeah, we got of- <laughs> lots of little lights. The uh, the other thing is uh, the the land uh, uh, lord s. <laughs> is coming in tomorrow uh, with a person to fix the counters because apparently there's Hold little the- chips in the counters. It's like the one thing I don't give a damn about in the house. It's like, no, no, come fix anything else. <laughs> but it's like, well, there's little chips in the things. Yeah, I guess so. You'll fix that and that'll be fine. Who cares? Maybe- Too bad they aren't potato chips. It'd be delicious. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> if you could come chips- fix our potato chips. chips. Chips on the counter. <laughs> could you come clean them up? Because I don't feel like... They're too stale by now. Them. Yeah, I don't feel like <laughs> yeah. putting them in the garbage can. <laughs> Landlady, I think it's called the landlady, by the way. Landlordess. I don't know if that's. I, know. I like I like the sound of landlordess. <laughs> yeah, sounds, I feel weird. Sounds more important. Lady sounds. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I've just had some bad landladies, so maybe that's why. And I go like, she's nice, so I don't want to like call her a landlady. <laughs> what was the thing wrong with being a landlady? Doesn't she sound like something that's like a that's like it's like Baba Yaga? It's like it's uh, the <laughs> landlady. And she's the lady of the land who will like crawl out of the well, land. It was a lord and, just and a lord and his lady. Mm-hmm. Like a landlord and then a landlady. Yeah. Well, the Baba Yaga is the landlady of her her chicken leg house. That's true. <laughs> Where are the rest of the chicken? I wonder how much it would cost to rent. Her chicken leg. Her, her chicken leg. Yeah. In Vancouver? Oh, well, that'd be considerable. <laughs> are there still... It would also depend. Are they spicy chicken legs or are they regular chicken legs? Because it would make a difference. <laughs> Do you think... Are there still boarding houses? Like the idea of like short-term places you would stay in, like eat at a communal table. Yes. Uh, well, not okay. A fancier version of that, yes. There are those for businessmen. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I tried to get into one of those once when I was like evicted from some other place. I went like, oh, this is a good temporary thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were all full up, so I couldn't uh, do it. Because it sounded pretty good. Yeah. Because you would get like a meal in the morning, and it was like, all right, that's all I need. I could probably get by on one meal a day. You know, if I really like gouge myself at breakfast, I'll be okay. It seems like a real staple of humor from 100 years ago. The boarding, boarding house? The boarding house, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of... There's a boarding house, and it's a wonderful life, right? Doesn't he go to the boarding house and she his mom yells at him or something and like you don't exist, you son of a bitch. Something Oh, she is running a boarding house, that's right. There we go. Okay. Can, can you explain yeah. what a boarding house is? So a boarding house would be a, a well, it's a house where people would live, but you would share the bathroom with the other t- other tenants and then you had a meal time, so you had a dinner time as well. So oh, I, it's like a evening, it's like a hostel almost. Everyone you lived there. Sit, everyone would sit at the table and eat the yeah. dinner that would be prepared for or bed and be breakfast by the landlady. Uh, and it was a pretty common thing if you look at like 1930s yeah it seems like uh, films i think there's like films. i think there's 40 different stephen leacock stories that evolve boarding houses <laughs> you had to eat together was there like a dozen meal time you, don't eat. you didn't have oh. to but you could you could go somewhere else and eat but yeah. this was part of your board your room and board was paying like the board was the was the table is the board and that was you paid for your food because men couldn't cook 
They'd have no oh, idea what to do. Okay. They just have to sit there and, until a woman gave them food or they would die. <laughs> they would literally die they if literally a woman die. didn't feed them. Well, yes. that's, what the, <laughs> that's, right. that's what the Great Depression was. You know, and they'd go like, oh, why was everyone so hungry? It's like, well, there was, uh, wasn't a lady around to give them food. <laughs> did so did the they man, want to learn how to get some food? Or? How, how would they do that? From where? <laughs> the internet. A, mag- a magic <laughs> lady of the land? Would... <laughs> what, was, what was their equivalent of WikiHow back then? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Because there were, there were Grandpa, no... Grandpa, I guess. There were no male chefs. Wiki Howest. Oh, bless old Wiki How. Howest taught the cookest food. But if you know. went... I know it's not that old time. But what's funny about when you say that, it's funny because, yeah, a woman was expected to cook in the home, but in a restaurant, a man was expected to cook. You would very rarely see a woman cook. It would always be like a, a woman A woman would be a waitress, but That's would not be a... That's because when it comes to the business side of things, when it comes to the business world, um, men reign supremes still to this day. I see what you're saying, men are better. You're not very woke. In in the band The Supremes, it was all women, though. It's true. No man reigns supreme. But but, uh, Diana, what's her name? Diana Ross. She reigned supreme in The Supremes. She did. She they were were all Supremes, but let's be honest, only one Supreme was supreme. She stole the crown from Florence Ballard. Go on. Supplanted her as the leader of the Supremes and drove her into alcoholism. And then she became Dorothy in uh, The Wiz. Yep. And, and took one as well. <laughs> and took a Wiz? Yeah. All right. Back to Nina. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to go back to light talk. <laughs> I didn't expect you to. <laughs> this is getting to too to heavy. I want to get back to talking about oh, light, okay. let's light talk stuff. About, <laughs> let's, speaking of light things, uh, I, do, I did what I always do, which is like before you come over, I go like, Hey, what do you want to drink? And as always, you say things that I don't understand. <laughs> so I'm like in, I'm lo- looking, I'm in the liquor store mm-hmm. or the beer and wine store. Yeah. And I'm like going, uh, what, what, what? And they're all like, you know, uh, something like, you know, it's well, like. What's the closest Gr- liquor store Granville and Robson uh, <laughs> Strauss uh, something. What's around here? It's uh, like about a couple of blocks that way. There's like a beer and wine store. Okay. Okay. So, so you said to me. Uh, I'll take anything that's light. Mm-hmm. So I go like, what the what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, I know you don't mean like a it's light not beer. I'm not going to get you a not Coors hoppy. Light. No. Like what? So because that's all I could think. It's like that's the only thing that's got the word light on it. Yeah. So I'm like light. But then I I um wanted to specific. You so did give go you actual terms. But, that, but it was just an interesting. Like when you say light, what does that what does that mean? It's easy to drink. See, again, nothing to me at all. Nothing. It's not heavy. Nothing. Again, nothing. That means like, nothing. There's no information you're giving me that helps. You know the, the you know, like what the really... like? Something wistful. <laughs> Something effervescent. That I could almost get. It's like, what's got a lot of fizz? I understand there's a physical element to that. But uh, but light or... Uh, like, know. it doesn't have as strong of a taste, again, so it's how would easy I to know dr- that looking at the cans? I you, no that's clue. why you look at the terms, which I gave you. Okay, and so you give me the terms. Yeah. So, blondes. Yeah. Okay. Now, what would it say on a can? Would it go like, uh, like be the name of it, and then it would say blonde? Yeah, it would just say blonde ale. Blonde ale, it yeah. would say. Okay, I didn't. Or be, just blonde. It should be different than amber. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> you also put wit beer, like W I T B I E R, which yeah. sounds like you're just making up a name, just mean, <laughs> or it's a typo. So uh, I put so in parentheses wheat, wheat beer. beer. Yeah, wheat it's just beer. a German wheat. I was beer. gonna say yeah, so it's German. Okay, right. so it would say. The name of the beer, and then it would say Wit beer, uh, wit yeah. beer underneath. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All I could see was like I went like okay, lager. 
because you gave me lager. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, I think I can find something that says lager. But even that, I felt like I'm probably wrong. <laughs> so I, I got. You got me a nice winter lager from okay. Steamworks. But we do nice. need to go. We need do need to take a trip at some point down to the uh, beer and wine store. So you could just point things out to me, and I'll go like, ah, okay. I, I will get teach it. you I get my it. ways. <laughs> All I know is like you've had a Guinness once when you were on the show. Uh, yeah, I got the widget the, out of kept there. Kept the little widget. Uh, <laughs> but aside from that. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, but a Guinness also- isn't usually my thing unless I mix it with a cider. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured like, mm, but I don't think she was on board with the Guinness 100%. I don't usually drink uh, darker beers like that's that. That's right. So yeah. I was like, mm, that's but not, mix with a cider. Because really late. There, okay, cool, <laughs> and then the last time, uh, there was a fan of Sparks uh, who uh, uh, who ran the Granville Island Brewing Company who gave me a big box of beer. And I went like, ah, there we go. This will be some of this will be something you like. So, uh, you know, when we had uh, a, a young Bob Mackey on the show, uh, we all Young Bob that. Mackey, not old Bob Mackey. No, no, I don't care for that guy. Uh, well, old Bob Mackey does dresses for, uh, for Carol. Oh, Brown. you're talking about him. Okay, well, it's spelled differently. Yeah, that's well... I know, but I'm saying it verbally, so who, who would know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's the so essence so. of a pun. Yeah, Which, he, by the way, was the, was the when I was mentioning you were on other podcasts, mm-hmm. you were just recently on uh, the, the, you were on the Talking Simpsons, you've been on that a couple of times. Yeah. But you were just on What a Cartoon as well. Yeah, also run by Bob and Henry. Yes, who does and Talking I just want to say that was a very uh, entertaining episode. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I got to do Clone High. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry was a big fan of Clone High, but Bob had never seen it until he uh, Yeah, it sounded like you dragged him kicking and screaming into watching that show. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, he wasn't kicking and screaming. It's not like he didn't like it at all. And then he <laughs> no, uh, watched it and he really liked it. Well, like I mentioned on the on the podcast, watching the Snowflake Day episode is like a tradition of mine every mm-hmm. every winter. So I went Have to watch it. Have you seen the show, Dave? I've seen bits and pieces of it. The girls watched it okay. when they were uh, younger. Mm-hmm. When it was on. It's pretty old words. by now. Yes, but, um, yes. They, so I just they still remember it fondly. It's a good show. It's only 13 episodes. But as I think you guys said, uh, it's uh, it's not as problematic as you would expect a show from really that era not. to be. No, it's great. Yeah. Um, there, I can't think of many problematic things that have come out of that, that show. There, are there many problematic shows from the from the... From the naughties? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. That was really that was really your prime. I mean, it leads into Arista, uh, uh, the aristocrats. But it's like, this was your real prime child molesting, uh, rapey uh, jokes. There's uh, a lot of, your... like, quote unquote, edgy humor. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I can see that. Okay. Yeah, that was the, that was the time. We were coming out of, you were coming out of 9-11 and you were told, uh, hey, listen, there's no irony anymore. There's none of this. And so there was a, a backlash to that where it's like, well, we'll show you. We'll get, and also, because things were just darker emotionally, I think, for people. Yeah. That, you know, they went, they went down, down that road. And then things kind of changed, you know? <laughs> but if, yeah, if you look at something like uh, Family Guys from that era, you're just like, wow. Or, you know, <laughs> South Park's always been that, yeah. but wow. But yeah, this. But been- Clone High could have gone to some dark, uh, dark spaces, and uh, they didn't though. Like, I guess. We- well, maybe it was also they were on Teletoon, so they were kind of limited. What? Oh, but oh, they were. Was they were originally on MTV. Yeah, yeah so they were on Teletoon's adult. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They so they could have like, like we brought this up in That's the right. the Water Cartoon episode about Clone High, but <laughs> I just wanted to bring up that uh, it's amazing how uh, Gandhi didn't have an Indian accent, and there were no jokes about his his being Indian or Hindu at all, <laughs> which is great. They could have easily gone there, but they didn't. Yeah. He's just like a guy who happens to be Indian. Yeah. And yet it was still the reason the show got canceled. I know. Gandhi was. <laughs> yeah. What, what, I didn't realize it got canceled. Why? Uh, when Please India explain. when India found out about the show, how they were... Well, first oh. of all, do you know the premise of the show? 
yeah, if you well, listen to, I kind of do. By the way, if, it. it's funny because uh, remember when me and Bob were on the show, we were talking about uh, theme songs and ex- explained the premise of the show. Yeah. Well, Clone High's theme song does exactly that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so way back in the 1980s, secret government employees <laughs> dug up famous gents Gu- and ladies, guys and ladies, <laughs> guys and ladies. Yeah. And made amusing genetic yeah. copies. Now they're clones. They're sexy tunes. They're gonna make it to try. <laughs> <laughs> Loving learning. Yeah, because giving was, sharing. There's, yeah. there's Cleopatra again. There's Cry? Cleopatra, right? Abraham Clone Lincoln, Clone High. John F. Kennedy, Gandhi, Marie Antoinette, Marie Antoinette. Yeah, yeah. JFK. Yeah, I there's Napoleon in the background. Oh, the um, okay. Yeah, so there's Gandhi, mm-hmm. and then when India found out about this de- cartoon depiction of Gandhi, they yeah. protested. A bunch of people, pro- uh, not a bunch of people, a lot of people protested, oh, and they wow. went on a hunger strike. Really. <laughs> and, I believe so. Is he is he an exalted uh, figure in? I guess so. This, and they were like, "How this, dare you do this, this? former lawyer?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, and he was like, "Nope, don't want any of this," and they canceled the show. <laughs> but it was still run in Teletoon. Yeah, it was yeah, already kind of yeah. on the edge about like ratings wise. It wasn't like a big sure, sure. honk and smash, but yeah. they mm-hmm. probably would in that second season. But yeah, they just went. Nope, it was no it, in America. It was canceled after like a few episodes. I see. And uh, one of the creators was like in Costa Rica at the time, <laughs> and he had like 15 minutes of internet access during his vacation, and he found out about the protests in India. He's like, "Whoa, what?" But the creators, uh, what are they up to now? They did Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, one of them did anyway. Well, no, isn't it both? It was both. Uh, no, only Phil Lord is, thought... on, is on the screenplay. But isn't the other one a producer? They produce it, I guess. They're always right. they always work as a team, though. Mm-hmm. It's Lord Miller it's, Productions. It's not them both writing the script. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. They yeah. also did um, Last Man on Earth, Lego Movie. Last Man on Earth was okay. It was good. I I, uh, I got problems right. just because of the name. Uh, the <laughs> it quickly becomes uh, not so much the Last Man on Earth. It, it, uh, no, no, not because of that, but because uh, you know uh, my wife did a book called Why the Last Man, so it became a confusing oh. situation having a show on television while they're trying to get a show made. You know, it's like oh, this one just sounds. And also, there's like a whole bunch of other shows that have very similar names. They're just uh, it's just a big mess. But the uh, but the last the pi- can on earth. But the pilot now. The last ham on earth for her show. The last is fan on y. earth. Letter Y. It's just Y. This is Y. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, but vamp. I guess that's. That's oh, okay. I'm done. That's. I guess that's the modern thing to do now. Is it to just shorten things down to not to not? I would watch Last Ham on Earth. You would? <laughs> yeah. People good? are coveting the the last <laughs> sure, ham. Sure. It's like pigs have died out, and this is the last ham on sure. Earth. Everyone want a piece. Could you use it to clone more pigs, or should you just eat it, or what do you do? People want to eat it. I guess you do. I think they would want to eat it. Here's the one bit of trivia mm-hmm. that I like though from that show was uh, you going uh, one of uh, that uh, the Litterbox character from Sparks is uh, somewhat based on uh, a character from Clone High. Oh yeah, New Mr. Design. B, Mr. Butler Tron. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, he's very I didn't inspired. know that. I was like, oh, this is good trivia for me to know. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's secrets. Um, he's got he's on like the three wheels, the long wheels. So just yeah. like Mr. B, that's when I was struggling with the design of the Litterbox character. I went, it went through like at least three different designs. It looked terrifying in the first incarnation. I'm glad it ended up where it is now. But um, yeah, like our editor wanted it to, to look more retro robot y. So I was like, well, what's, what's a good robot that I like? And I thought of Mr. Butler Tron. Yeah. No, that's very, very cool. Once you said it, it was like, oh, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, so I just I just actually found a slip of paper with uh, I am a litter box and this is my story written on it. Okay, from like years ago that I'd come up with that and I was like, oh yeah, this is how it has to. Start. I imagine him uh, sounding like Mr. B as well. Mm, do you? Okay. Yeah, That's I'm sure. I know you have a very different. How does uh, Mr. I, I voice? How does Mr. B sound? Sorry. 
I'm not going to do... I'm not, why don't you do it, Ian? No, I don't. I, I really don't. I really couldn't do an impression off the top of my head of okay. it. Right. I, I, if I did Scudsworth, it would just be him screaming. <laughs> I love Scudsworth so much. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love... Oh. It's one of the instances of a creator uh, voicing his own creation. Yeah. Because that was done by You've Phil Lord. You've got Crab's ass face. God Phil, Phil it. Lord... God damn it, I love that. Phil Lord played Scudsworth and oh, uh, Chris so Miller good. played Mr. B. Yeah. And as you said, their plots never had anything to do with the show. Yeah, which is kind of great. <laughs> they did their own thing. Yep. Ah, oh, bless them. Bless them all. No, but it's a it's a good show, and it's worth uh, it's worth watching the show, and it's worth listening to the podcast if you want to hear more, Nina. So there, there we go. There we go. So that that segment was what a cartoon, what a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, by the way, let me throw a plug in right now. Please do. Uh, 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 my, uh, my comic, Extra Sisters, is coming out next week, issue yeah. four. And if you look carefully on the cover, you will see uh, there is a Sneaky Dragon on there. You are correct. So if you're a fan of Sneaky Dragon and you want to have a complete Sneaky Dragon collection of Sneaky Dragon items, uh, pick up <laughs> Extra Sisters number four. And there's also an ad for all of our Sneaky podcasts in the back. Yes, that was fun to design. It has my usual love of curves. I'd actually like to just t- make that into like a little uh, little poster and just put that up around places. You're free to do so. Okay. You should put a dangerous curves ahead warning in this ad. <laughs> exactly. Hubba hubba. Sneaky Dragon is very curvy. Is it? Oh, the yeah. dragon is, yes. Yes, yes yeah. lots of curves there. He's a very yeah. sexy I should dragon. know because I sculpted him. That's <laughs> true, you I did. Know. And that, that dragon is up on our uh, mantle or uh, above our uh, fireplace. Yes. <laughs> I, have the, I have the My Little Pony version on my mantelpiece. He was in the snow this Christmas. Is that right? Yeah. Well, and our mantelpiece had fake snow on it. Oh, okay. What's a fake snow made out of? Uh, it's just like a, I don't know, I just vacuumed it up when Christmas was over. It's just like little <laughs> tiny pieces of plastic, I guess, or something. That's, that's kind of a sad image. You're vacuuming up the snow <laughs> after Christmas. <laughs> well, Christmas is over. Time to get rid of this garbage. We didn't get any snow this year. Yeah, that's no, right. No, we didn't. And it's been very... It's still warm now. Like, yeah. you can walk outside yeah. in a hoodie, you'd be fine. A very warm winter. It's mm. very warm. It's nice, but scary <laughs> as just well. Yeah. A couple yeah. of days ago, though, it was so frosty, it was completely slippery. Mm. Cars were just sliding all over the road. Oh, yeah. Like, like walk down the streets. my new place, uh, I live on a very steep hill. Give like, your address. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at... Uh, no, I'm not going to say this. Uh, no, I live in a very hilly area, and... That's a clue. Yeah, yeah, really, very hilly area in Vancouver. <laughs> Good Ooh, luck. The Alps? Another clue. Oh, sorry. Okay. So right. I'm really glad that it's not um, snowing icy because I would be dead by now. <laughs> I think trying to walk up that hill. Oh my god. Yeah, and also moving. Ugh. Oh yeah, no. Like I'm so glad the weather has been good. We have, like Dave and I were blessed by the weather gods because we every single day we were got to do a big <laughs> a big move. Like even though it was like raining a ton before, it would just be clear oh, and nice man. and sunny yeah. when we moved. Every time we did, yeah. we'd, we'd be like, "Oh, we're okay. We're taking a little break. Rain stops." Yeah. They're like, yeah. "Well, let's get back to it." Kaka-boom! <laughs> Whoosh! We didn't yeah, encounter any rain at all. It was oh, glorious. I know, it was funny. Because we did have one day where it would have rained, but then Nina said, well, what, can you do it on Sunday? And I said, sure, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that day was like crazy. That was a miserable day. Yeah. Awful. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we put it off. I'm glad we were able to move to that day. Yeah. yeah. And Sunday was just fine. <laughs> one funny moment was... Uh, our last part of the move, Nina looked in the back of the truck and she's like, oh, so much stuff. Oh, this is so terrible. And I said, well, if you imagine this truck standing on end, it's really just as big as like a wall. Like it's really if just stacked it on a wall. It's, yeah. it's not really that much. Because this is weird like when you move because you have everything flat in front oh. of you. It looks so terrible. <laughs> like, so terrible. It does look terrible. But then you once hate you, your stuff so much. I know. <laughs> but once you take it out of the boxes and stuff uh. like that and put them away, then it's just like, oh, okay, everything's fine. 
No, I feel a lot better about it now. But now, when I look into my crawl space with all my boxes of crud in there, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I just want to oh. burn it all. <laughs> Although I have gotten rid of a lot of things, yeah. and I, mean, I, I know, like, I know Maria Kondo is a big topic right now. Mm -hmm. But I've been following her teachings for like b before her Netflix thing yeah. went up, and it's helped me like a lot. And I feel like I've thrown away like half of my belongings. And I still have so many things. Yeah. But you know what? That's I don't. Terrible. I don't miss any of my belongings. I yeah, throw away we at got all. Rid of so much before yeah. we did the move, and it was still so much. It's like when you when ridiculous. you look through the stuff that you have, you're like, I still have this, or like, oh, yeah. I forgot I had this. It's like, well, before I would be like, oh, I'll just keep this because it's cool. But it's like, well, if I forgot I had it, and like I never saw it, and it didn't affect my life in any way, and maybe yeah. someone it's else my box. Want yeah, it. then why keep it? It makes no sense. No, no, you're you're right. There is. I mean, I think in everyone's life, there's lots of useless stuff that you. Just put away somewhere and you forget about it, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't worry about it because you're not, it's not in your way and it's not, you know, it's not on your mind. It's just out of the way. But I don't know. The idea of like just throwing things away for. It's not just throwing no, things away. It's, it's, it's being thoughtful about it. She doesn't advocate throwing everything away. She's like, no, like think about how this actually affects your life. And if you want to hang on to it for the rest of your life, like does it matter? It's just training us for the future. A future with with us living in tiny little compartments. It's true. <laughs> like bees in a honeycomb. I mean, she's from... Bees seem happy. She's from Japan, and <laughs> space is very limited there. And there is a... Uh, I've seen a lot of people... Like, There's been a lot of backlash against her, but also a backlash against a backlash <laughs> online. And yeah. uh, people are defending her, saying, like, no, it's like the Japanese art of like Zen and minimalism. It's like, well, no, not really, because... Not a whole lot of Japan is Zen or minimalist at all. Like you go there, there's sensory overload. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a huge cluttering problem, which is why she became popular there. Mm, okay. And um, yeah. like someone mentioned that on somewhere on Twitter, someone said, oh, "If you go to Japan, everyone's houses are full of all kinds of." It's crazy. Yeah, they just fill every single nook and cranny and with crud. And yeah. <laughs> I don't like when people romanticize like Japanese uh, things like that. It's yeah. like no, it's. Yeah. Um, very few people subscribe to the minimalism thing or mm -hmm. Zen thing or yeah. what, like whatever you call it. Next, you're going to tell me they don't run around with samurai swords. Ugh, I mean, don't ruin my my image of, don't ruin my 500 year old <laughs> image of Japan. <laughs> well, you do read a lot of old material. <laughs> I only watch Kurosawa films. So. Yeah, it's a lot of dads walking around with their babies, but like, that, and with with a, a baby cart <laughs> full of swords, and just like the baby occasionally will hit something and like shoot a, a blade yeah, that's out. Yeah, it's true though. She does kind of tackle a modern problem because, um, like, first first of all, uh, she never. It isn't like an intervention show where like a family member nominates someone they know. Uh, is, that what, is, that what, is that what it is? Really? It's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. There are a lot of shows like that, but uh, this yeah. is not one of those. It's people who actually do want help decluttering. Mm -hmm. She won't go into a home uninvited, yeah. first of all. So that's a big... Because she's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Ooh. my theory is... I'm sorry. I do go with the theory that she is a helpful ghost. Because oh, yeah. she cannot touch anything when they're like, will you help me move something? No, I will not. And like, yeah, you <laughs> oh, okay. know, she, she does things. She blesses the books and does all this kind of stuff. I'm like, well, this sounds like ghost business. <laughs> and always has to be invited in every time. Mm -hmm, okay. Also, when she when she has her moment of silence to greet the house, she's probably talking to the ghosts <laughs> in her mind. Yeah. Uh, but Actually, I do like that moment of silence. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, what's I gonna say? Oh, she doesn't come uninvited, and the show tackles real life problems. Like it's it's people like uh, uh, two people who got together as a couple uh, moving with, his, with each other, and they have too much stuff, or it's a large family that moved. Oh, or to, one of them has too much stuff. 
It's usually both. <laughs> but um, my oh, wife has all this junk. <laughs> Help her get rid of it. My well, husband has all this junk. Help him get rid of that. There's a bit of that, especially in the first episode. She's got junk. <laughs> there are a large family uh, that moved from a house to a small apartment, which I'm sure happens a lot. Or these generations days. of families that have lived in a house and things have just built. Yeah, empty nest house over, over time. An empty nest, or someone has passed away. Oh, yeah, that episode is so sad. Where the the lady's husband passed away, and she has to get rid of her his it things. It feels weird, like because she does it at night. Nine months and i'm like i don't know what time you would do it at but that to me to me it feels like very that feels fairly early um but you gotta do it at some point i know you do have to do it at some point because no, it was all stuff that she couldn't use at all there's stuff that she true. that didn't interest her so yeah the thing the thing was like uh, as part of the method is uh you know you you give you you deal with the sentimental stuff last okay you know because that's the hardest stuff to deal with so yeah. We usually deal with a bunch of clothes and stuff first, and to, and she was saying, uh, uh, don't 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 deal with the, your husband's clothes first. We'll mm-hmm. just deal with all yeah, the other yeah. stuff first. Yeah. But the woman was, nope, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead and I'm gonna do that. And I'm like, well, okay, if you want to. And then you see her try, and it's like oh, this was it kind of broke her. Yeah, you weren't ready. I can like, see you, that. Yeah, yeah. it'd be so hard to get rid of. You, you got to work your build way up some momentum there. before like when, you get to that. Sorry, so I, you might have mentioned, it and I was I was doing something else. Uh, did, you were listening to that uh, what a cartoon podcast, right? I was listening to different <laughs> podcasts. It's true. And I was just uh, so. Does it say when the husband died? I'm sorry. Did you say, mention that? Yeah, like, he passed away nine months earlier. Nine months earlier. Okay, so still quite raw. And it was a death that they saw coming because he mm-hmm. passed away from cancer. Okay, I believe. Yeah, so they were yeah. able to prepare for it. That was his astrological sign, so that they knew he was doomed. Yes, everyone whose astrological sign is cancer <laughs> dies of cancer. That's why it's called that. <laughs> no, that's not it. Oh, darn. <laughs> Otherwise, I would split into twins. I thought I, I thought I survived because I have my Pisces. And I would have stung you guys. <laughs> because you are the sign of the bee. The sign of the bull. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go with that. She doesn't know what the Zodiac is. <laughs> no, the, yeah, the controversy was... Uh, He's a pe- killer. People were saying that... People were saying, you know, uh, she's saying, get rid of all your books. And it's like... She doesn't say that. No. She says, uh, books are a tool of the devil and they're uh, stupid <laughs> and a waste of time. She might as well have said that by the way people are reacting. Yeah, and hooray for video games. And then she uh, pulls out her Game Boy and just goes to town on it. Well, I, I highly... I already did this on Twitter, but I highly recommend reading the, the manga of her book. I did. We did get the manga. We very much enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah it, it goes more in depth into her, her philosophy. And I think it answers some questions people might have from watching the show. The first page says, throw away all your books except for this one. <laughs> actually, she, she actually says yeah. in the book... Uh, the person talking to her in the book says, "Are you saying like people should get rid of your book too?" She's like, "Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> if you don't need it anymore, then get That's rid true. of it. Pass it on." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sure. So she's very honest about things mm-hmm. like that. And like she, she gets into her own backstory as well, which is kind of cool. Which is when she was young, she was into getting rid of everything, and was like, "Well, this still isn't working for me." Ah! And <laughs> and it was like, "No, no, no. It's not about what you you get rid of. It's what you keep. It's not getting rid of everything. It's keeping the things." That are precious to you and mean something to you, and identifying what those things are, yeah. and that's what that's what brings you, you know, happiness is uh, or joy is, uh, you know, it's like okay, oh, I really do love this book. I want to keep this book. Okay, I really love this. I want to keep this. You know, and they're like, how do you feel about this? Eh, okay, well, that's good to know that. Just keep the things that you really. Yeah, if you shrug your shoulders at something, then just get rid of it. Because I, I keep a lot of things just because it was. I kept a lot of things just because it was cool. I'm like, oh, this figure is kind of cool. But it's mm-hmm. like, no, I shouldn't think, oh, it's kind of cool, and then keep it. It's like, no, I should keep the things I think are like awesome, or it's like, uh, it's meaningful, or someone gave it to me. And um, uh, this is not covered in her 
um, in her show or her her manga. I don't, it's probably in her book, which I'm not, I'm not read. But uh, gifts are really hard to get rid of, you know, because there are a lot yeah. of things people keep because they're like, oh, I don't want this, I don't need this, but it's it was a gift. And it feels you feel disrespectful bad. to get rid of yeah. something someone gave you. She covered this <laughs> in. Um, like, Do you find it's hard to get rid of something that's a gift? No. Very good. Then. <laughs> well, it was hard for me, so I watched a bit of her on YouTube, like on her uh, on Japanese TV appearances, and she said the function the function of a gift is to be received by someone. That's the whole point of a gift. It has just has to be received. What the person does with the gift afterwards doesn't matter because as long as they receive it and say thank you, that's then the, the whole point. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, I agree with that. And well, then, that, uh, yeah, and then people shouldn't. Ex- I don't expect people to keep. Everything I've given them for the right. rest of their lives. That's right. you know? People have whole cupboards full of candy well, boxes. Time, time to toss that sneaky da- dragon statue. Away. <laughs> oh, no. Well, this is what I. This is something like uh, Ron Popeil when he invented the pocket fisherman. Uh, you know, it was a very popular popular gift. But it's garbage. Well, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> people people uh, asked him at one point. You know, uh, well, what do people do with it? Do they go fishing with it? No, no, no. It's not about. It's not right. about having it. Yeah. It's it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's something you give somebody. Yeah. And then it's done. <laughs> Whatever you do with it at that point doesn't matter. It's, yeah. true. it's just something to give no your dad. No one ever dad. checks up on if yeah. someone's yeah. kept the gift that you give them. That's them right. Ever. I mean, it's the hardest thing in the world. It's like, what do you give your dad? Ugh. It ah, that that looks like exactly what you'd give your dad. Yeah. And yeah. if they, if he laughs at it, like that's all you that's enough wanted. that's enough yeah we're done you can just get rid of that first. <laughs> yeah complete. that's Take it. it to the garage sale papa that's whole yeah, part of a gag fine. gift <laughs> exactly everything's fine if only my parents laughed <laughs> <laughs> well we can get to that later you know how we used to have the thing where like if you hear a siren take a drink yeah okay here's the thing <laughs> When Dave brings up his parents and we all look at the ground sad, that's <laughs> the time you can take a drink. Take a drink. Yeah, that's, that's right. much sadder than the sirens. <laughs> that's right. Tox- by the way, toxic like, childhood, <laughs> take a drink. As, as someone who's always been into like fandom and like nerdy things, there are a lot of things I used to keep just because like, oh, I, I don't watch this or read this anymore, but I used to love this and I would just keep it mm. for good time's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But then um, I read a, something from Marie Kondo, which really struck with me. And I wish she was in the manga and the show because it's really important. She says, You're, the things that uh, surround you should reflect who you want to, to be in the future, not who you were in the past. And I always mm. think of that when I, when I think of like keeping something that's from my past, like who I was in the past. Like I used to like this at one point. Um, that's especially important when... You know, you have keepsakes from you know uh, past relationships, mm. especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, no, that helped me a lot, and I've gotten rid of a lot of like things I used to be really, really into, but not so much anymore, and yeah. I don't miss any of it. Yeah, <laughs> I just found a picture, and it was like one of the only photos I have of uh, an ex of mine, and I'm like, oh, I should just throw this out, but it's the only picture I have of this person. Should I throw it out, or is it okay to have it as a memory thing? Well, it feels weird to have it, but mm-hmm. it's the only picture I have of this, this person. They're just, yeah. Should I? I don't know. Yeah, I should probably just throw it out. Why don't you just scan it or take a photo? Oh fuck. Okay, good point. Wait, well, then I've got it on my phone, and it's weird. <laughs> yeah, but at least why do you got a picture yeah, of your ex on your phone? It has your background. No, but it's, it's at least a digital copy. That it's not taking up space. Yeah, all. you're not. Right. It just feels weird to then well, have it like, as a file. That's another thing. That I don't think this is a Maria Kondo thing. I think it's, just, uh, it's a general advice where you just take a picture of something. And then get rid of it. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I did that with a lot of like like stuffed animals and such too. Though I think I think also from maybe again it's a generational thing. But like when Dave and I were a youngins, I mean that was that was a time when like oh did you throw away that comic book? Too bad because it's worth ten thousand dollars now. Oh did you throw away that GI Joe? Whoops, 
Well, that's worth 20 grand. You should have kept it. If you had the box, 25, that's what you got. So there was a bit of that where, like, okay. you know, if you bought, like, an action figure or something uh, or, like, a first edition of a book, then, by God, you better hang on to that for forever because, you know, that could at mm-hmm. one point, yeah. you know, just, you know, pay your everything. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't, obviously. It really yeah. doesn't. It really doesn't. A lot of people fall into that trap, I think, like, with Funko Pops now. People have their walls of Funko Pops. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this generation's Beanie Babies, I think. It's not going to be worth anything. But you've got strong anti-Funko Pop. Uh, That's true. Fight. This is... <laughs> there will never be a Sparks Funko, Funko Pop. propaganda. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you can't oh, stand the kind of they're kind of, <laughs> they're kind of ugly. Yeah. Those Funko Pop things. <laughs> they're cheaply made. They're yeah, they just... Good. And they're not even like an appeal... To me, they're not an, even appealing, not like appealing, aesthetic. No. But let's yeah. just say this. If you're if you're a, a rival company to Funko Pops out there, <laughs> uh, give us a call about this uh, That's about right. If you're, if your figurines have a lot of curves... Do you like a Mr. B, but you couldn't us. get the rights to that character? Uh, well, listen, we've got a little litter box here that's very similar. <laughs> you know what? I will say another trap that people fall into that creates clutter is... Are the- tiger traps. <laughs> oh, that doesn't people fell into those quite unless a bit. Unless yeah. you could tiger bones to be cluttered. Um, That's true. Uh, they think, oh, I could, this is this could be worth something. I could sell it. Uh, yeah. And they just keep on to it. But then mm. you never do. No one ever does that. Well, I mean, I'm sure some people do. It's a lot of trouble. Most people, it's a lot of hassle and trouble. Yeah. And I've kept a lot of things going like, oh, I don't want this anymore. But it's worth something, so I'll keep it. Especially <laughs> like old figures and toys. Okay. But now I'm just like, no, just give it away. Just donate it, whatever. I, I donated like... Um, the statue I had of uh, Kimario from Final Fantasy X. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, nope. <laughs> that came at all. Anyway, it's a nice, it's a nice figure, and I donated it to someone, and they texted me back later saying like, "This is like three hundred bucks on eBay. Are you sure you, sure you want to get rid of it?" I'm like, "Well, it's it's out of its box, and there's like a tiny piece that's broken, yeah. and." If you want to, if someone wants to like sell it and give me the money or half the money, fine. But I just, I just want it gone. Like that's all yeah. I want. Yeah, it's fine. Like yeah, it could be worth something. But I, I bought it for like five bucks off someone I know. So mm. yeah, doesn't mean much to me. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, running a, a little bag full of uh, comics by you before I give them away. Okay. Because uh, I think that some of them might be up your alley and see uh, see what you think. But that's that's the only that's the only thing. Oh, it feels good to. Just, it really oh, does. And you know what? Like, At one point, I was living in my old place while most of my belongings were in the, my, new, my, new, my new place. And I didn't miss any of it. Like, I was still functioning just fine every day without any of that stuff, which made me think, like, why do I even have any of that stuff? That's what I felt when I was living in England for a short period of time or living in Halifax. You know, just like, oh, yeah, all right. That's fine. You can only bring so many things with yeah. you. And it's like, bare bones, I'm still like, me. Yeah, okay, exactly. here we go. Okay. Well, I think a lot of people uh, put a lot of themselves into their belongings. They're like, oh, I'm a, I am a Star Wars fan, so I should have all the collectibles and toys and whatever. And <laughs> that's true. I mean, I, I'm, I like books, so I have a lot of books. That's a little different. And though. I define myself by, by the books I have, especially so. the, the dictionary. I define myself <laughs> by the. That's right. I look it up. Oh, Dave, here I am. Right in the dictionary. I, I think nerds who are into fandom collect way too many things. And I say this as someone who, who Do you makes... think books are different than, than collecting... Uh... I think so. I think it's... Because mm. that's just like, you like books in general, whereas I'm talking about like your loyalty to a certain property. Right. Books, okay, books are yeah. a source of information and yeah. you will... You, you enrich yourself by what's in those books for the most part. You know, you become greater for having read them. Maybe overrating or, my complete Punisher it's, it's not series. As, oh, it's, well, not no, it's not as cluttery uh, as merchandise. Yeah, but if you had a Punisher action figure, uh, you look at it, it's like, yeah. hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, cool. I agree. I, I don't really have, I don't really do toys. I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old now, so 
Wait, am I? <laughs> I, uh, you know, I actually, I never, you don't I never count cared. those ten years you were in the coma, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, um, I'm just not a, to- I'm just not a toy. I mean, I'm, I'm a grown man. I just don't. I, okay. I like I like toys walk around. I like artsy toys. things. I like sculptures, and I make merchandise for a living. So. Yeah, yeah. But, but so I you don't expect up... people to buy absolutely everything. Yeah. Or keep everything. <laughs> I know some people will do, but I don't think like I don't think you should do that. Um, I don't know. Too many people think like if I don't have this product, I'm not a fan. I'm not a super fan, and uh, that's how you end up with too much clutter. I think. <laughs> yeah, I for sure. I know a person who spent $10,000 on a full-size Darth Vader statue. So it's like a life-size... It's a life-size Darth Vader statue. Oh $10,000? $10,000. Wow, where do, you, where do you even buy something like that? It's worth more than my car. <laughs> this thing ridiculous. Was it in, uh, do they put it in the backyard or do they put it in the uh, inside the house? It's inside the house, I assume. I think it's in his office, he said. Because I know some people that, yeah, have uh, like Planet of the Apes uh, statues and they're in their backyard and they make their backyard and it's like a thing. Well, that's kind of fun. Do they have a that's giant a- Statue of Liberty head too <laughs> coming out of the backyard? Yeah, that'd be that good. would be fun. <laughs> that would actually be good. You could also then reenact scenes from uh, the first X Men movie. Would also be a good little thing. A Cloverfield would also be. Oh, you could one do you uh, could Ghostbusters two. Ghostbusters two for Man, sure. Yeah. A, wait, I could, want a Statue of Liberty head now. Oh, oh, with the Statue of Liberty, you could do. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, so the head. head. Yeah, just, just the head. Just the head. I was trying to figure out the, the the monkey part of it. I was like, well, what if you have a bunch of apes in your backyard? You can do X Men. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just we were just using a movies that specifically uh, had the Statue of Liberty's head involved. That'd be just, fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could you could recreate a lot of good stuff. Yeah, you know what? I'm into it now. Wow, now that we've got a backyard. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna may, clutter, uh, clutter your backyard. I may get some plaster of, of Paris and Mike to get this going. Well, that'll last a long time in the backyard. Mm. You know what? Our, you know our environment is rainy. Well, traditionally, hasn't been so rainy. Uh, can I get you a refill on anything, or how you doing? I'll take another beer. All right, I'll be right back, David. Please talk to our guest. <laughs> Do you have everything that you need? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank All right, you. Very good. I have a bowl of gummy sour candy in front of me, and I a one-eighth of a, of a bottle of Coke left. You know what? I, I understand the problem you guys had at the beginning uh, last episode now, when you were chewing okay. on these like, <laughs> like, sour right. candies. Incessantly? Yeah, because yeah. it takes a while to chew through these yes. things. Yes, I don't eat them during the show. I still have the same amount piled in front oh, yeah, of me as when I started. Your little pa- uh, pile of my little, sour Yeah, I was kids. just trying to... In my, in, my, in my firstborn son greed, I tried to pile them in front of me. I just put them between the cheek and gum. Just have a chaw <laughs> and just and just spit through the whole thing. It's great. Well, wow. it's, it's your house. I would feel. I would feel. Uh, yeah. a little. Um, By the way, I'm facing the door this time, so I can see if it. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh my sweet lord, that was that was a scary. <laughs> when time. you were a kid, did you ever put chiclets in your mouth to make them look like teeth? Of course, and yeah. then and then you'd have the other person like slap your face and you go, <clears throat> and have that the chiclets fly me. out. Oh, you you wouldn't no. fake and hit. You no, boys I never... were rambunctious. In fact, we boys did. Uh, I did a play where we we did that. Oh, we pretend to punch someone and then you spat out. Yeah, that was uh, where. Uh, oh, that's really clever. D'Artagnan was uh, fighting. Oh, that's right. Uh, Anna that's Green right. Gables. That's right. And uh, yeah, there was a punch, and then just teeth came flying out. <laughs> and as they as they flew into the audience and hit the ground, it was very disturbing for people. <laughs> yeah, and they realized it's just gum. They they did, but by that point we'd gotten the chair out and they were smacking each other's backs. Yeah, it was, it was already, a pretty brutal fight. That's a great idea. Is that I, an old theater trick? 
Uh, I don't know. We were just making up stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of violence in that show. It was good. Yeah. It was good violence. And then D'Artagnan uh, killed the big bad wolf by like stabbing him through the liver. But he didn't die. He was just like <laughs> screaming in agony yeah. over the pain of his liver. <laughs> and then he was giving facts about wolves and how they never really kill people. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Uh, also, uh, Luke Skywalker also was... Uh, well, we, we violate a lot of copyright. Yes, no wonder that show's never been remounted. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> the lawyers were all over it. I did find the, I did find the DVD, though, with the, uh, with the show on oh, it the nice, other day. So nice. that was nice. And I also found a uh, very filthy uh, uh, thing I did once for the Comedy Network that I'd completely forgotten about. Oh. Which was the Just for Laughs show. Okay. And the uh, the idea behind it was uh, naughty secrets. Okay. So people would just tell a naughty secret from their past. So yeah. I had like, uh, I wrote some stuff for Mark McKinney and for some other people. And mine was uh, that I had had sex with Finnegan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd forgotten about that. I was like, what was this? Oh, Jesus. Was this, this one on TV? Oh, my God. I'll never run for public office. The end. It was pretty graphic. Huh. Back in those days of the aristocrats' days. It really was. It really was of that time. <laughs> right. I forgot about that time yeah. period. Yeah. We talked about how that was why they changed puppets <laughs> like right after that. It synced up quite well with that. Anyway, hi. Hello. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so moving itself though, blech mm-hmm. or uh, hooray. Um, I, I make it a joy. You do. I, but I you haven't moved yourself it. in a long, long time. That's true. Right. I'm building up lots of moving karma. I think it's it's got its pros and cons. Like, yeah, the con is like having to pack all your things and like move the actual stuff. But once the stuff is in your new place, I like putting things away. Like I like uh, Tetrising things. Yes. <laughs> Making sure um, everything is where uh, it should be. Um, actually, I think half the the time I've spent moving is figuring out where things should go. Like, because once you went to a new space, you're like. Where does everything go? Like, where should this go? What's the best place for this stuff? Um, I have like more storage space than I did in my old place. I feel it feels like cool. so. I'm just like, where do I, oh, like? Um, also, I'm very short, so I'm like, okay, I want the accessible stuff. The lower shelves. <laughs> the way you um, describe your height is unrealistic. <laughs> I think you're not exceptionally short. I'm five foot. I'm barely five foot one. Yeah, she's short. I'm pretty you're right? short. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It short. makes things hard for me to reach okay there are a lot of shelves i can't reach you don't read as short i would say like that but okay go ahead i don't read as short i don't think so but again dave says yes and he's i don't know about that all right fair (laughs) enough i think i read as short okay when someone is i mean listen if i see you in a photo next to someone uh, yes you make them look like a giant that's true (laughs) but okay fair enough it was that was because of something that happened last we were at ikea and there was a very tall woman right in front of us doing like going through the check checkout, and she kind of looked at us, and I thought, oh, I wonder if she's mad because we were just together. So you could think, look at that man with that tiny woman. <laughs> why is it, why are all the tall men with tiny women? Because the woman was like over six feet oh. tall. She was quite quite tall. And you were standing next to three apples, and it was just like it was exactly <laughs> three <laughs> apples. <laughs> By the way, IKEA has veggie dogs now, and they're very good. Oh, good on them. Yeah, it's cheaper than regular dogs, and it comes with all kinds of toppings. It comes with uh, fri- fried onions, red cabbage, and spicy yeah, mustard. It's true. Nice. It's true. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little unfair to, to uh, people who eat regular hot dogs. I think they're trying to make it more appealing. I, I wrote but them a the regular, firmly worded letter. Aren't the regular hot dogs, though, insanely cheap anyway? They're not anymore. They're, they're, they're a, a buck each now. They're a buck each. These be 50 cents, not their yeah. dollar. 
Still, that's a it's fifty percent yeah. increase or one hundred and fifty percent. Still increase. a buck a hot dog. It's still cheap. Yeah. What are we talking about? What year is this? Two thousand and thirty. The veggie dog combo is great <laughs> though, because two dogs and a drink. Yeah. Um, well, they call it Nordic fruit water now. By the way, yeah. mm-hmm. um, two dogs and a drink is with tax like two dollars ten cents. That's great. So, yeah, that's so unfair uh, to to uh, hot dog eaters. See, that feels like the same <laughs> prices that hot dogs used to be like at the uh, Army and Navy when I was in college. Mm. You know, it feels like they. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a good deal. Still, I'm not. I mean, it's just kind of funny that it went went up so so much. And then, but you also, I would rather get a. To be honest with you, I'd rather get a hot dog at Costco though. And then, but Ooh, their hot dogs are really good. Their but at Costco, do you have to assemble the dog yourself? No. Nope. Well, no, you do have to. Yeah, but so the same at. <laughs> well, that's IKEA. IKEA. Oh, IKEA, you, you have to assemble. <laughs> their hot dogs are bigger too. <laughs> I got it. Sorry. Thank you very Sorry. much. Sorry about that. Their, their hot dogs are bigger, and they have great uh, poutine. Okay. I've heard good stuff about the pizza well, sorry, at, at Costco. Uh, at Costco. Costco. Yeah, the Co- Costco pizza is pretty good, but I'm, I love hot dogs so much that I only get the hot dogs when I go there. I... Okay. How many hot dogs do you get? What do you mean? At Co- Costco? Yeah, you go to a Costco. Yeah, two. You get two? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so big, though. And, and what, not that big. And what's your, and what, I know, but you're very small. Sorry, I thought <laughs> you were very apparently... established. You said I wasn't that small. When I know. Can... I don't know anymore. I guess the You know, when you can go to sleep wrong. in the bun from a Costco hot dog. <laughs> oh, it's adorable when she does that. But very dangerous. <laughs> I, did, I did used to, to sleep in an actual uh, children's bed yes. from Ikea. It's a yes. child-sized bed. Mm-hmm, it was. The, the, the bed was... I'm 155 centimeters long, mm-hmm. and the bed is 160 centimeters long. Perfect. So a perfect bed. Yeah. I well, would have hung out by about 15 centimeters. I've got a, I got a friend who is a Canadian I, celebrity, yeah. and uh, she shops... Actually, at, 25 centimeters. Okay. She Sorry. shops for clothes at yep. Baby Gap, mm. because she is a small person as well. That's and true. That, like, I can buy children's clothing, and it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> is it cheaper for children's clothing? It is, yeah. Than? You don't get PSC. Oh, you can claim it as yeah. you can claim it as you're buying it for your, for a for it's a also cheaper in general, but oh. but also like uh, that bed is gone now. My Hobbit bed. Okay. Um, we had the David we, saw it because he, yeah. he helped me get in, rid of it. I threw it in the junk. I threw it in the junk pile. Yes, the, those the could throw. You picked it up, put it in your pocket. It was fun. <laughs> well, I had the fun of, of this is an Ant Man. <laughs> I had the fun of not getting rid of my own stuff, but getting to throw at Nina's stuff. So ah, like, yeah, doing very these, satisfying. Doing these long hucks with all like, this, like and, uh, throw it. And now I sleep in a queen size bed, which came with my place, and it's mm-hmm. comically large. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's way too big for me. Yeah. Like, at yeah. one point, I realized I went to bed with like boxes at one end of the bed yeah. still, and I woke up and I'm like, "What? I had boxes here still. I didn't even realize. That's amazing." I I can do that though because I don't move very much when, when I sleep. Yeah, same though. Like I'm I'm someone who like. Even when I sleep in a big bed, I just sleep on one side of the bed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I just stay there. Yeah. I sleep like a log. Well, I'm used to Lisa sleeping, but when she's away, I still don't. I still didn't. I don't invade yeah, her it's territory. Weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's I, when my cat becomes king. I'm like, ha ha! <laughs> half is mine. I'll, uh, well, there's been times where I've like had laundry, like folded laundry on the bed on her side of the bed, and I just go to sleep and sleep, and it's fine. It doesn't move Do at all. Do you mold it into her shape? No, no. I just leave. I just left it there because I was too lazy and to put it all And take it right away. out of the dryer so it's still warm. Uh, it's, it's, I was Did like, you kiss the laundry? <laughs> you really like laundry. Listen. Hey, I'm not the weirdo the laundry, that's like having sex with we're just, laundry. We're just good friends, all right? <laughs> oh, just, by the way, a couple friend, of bad Just trying to, no more rumors. <laughs> Going back to the Marie Kondo thing, like oh, I've, I've had to fold all my shirts now out of necessity because I don't have a closet anymore for my clothes. So You I have just, a crawl space for your <laughs> I don't want to keep it in there. I have to put all in my shirts shirt in, a, <laughs> in a dresser now, so I have to fold everything, which I'm fine with. By the way, I, I thought you were going to say, I slept in a dresser. I thought that was where you were going. And <laughs> when you went in a tiny child's like bed, that, that's fine. But I thought, I swear like it was going to be a dresser. Where yeah. Kramer had the three Japanese businessmen <laughs> yes. sleeping in a dresser. 
I could probably do that. There's probably a dress for big enough for me. Sure. Yeah, probably. There, that's where uh, Lisa's mom, when she was a baby, she that was her that's crib. That's a standard thing, yeah. Wow, crib was, really? her, was the dresser drawer, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, going going way back, uh, speaking of me making other people look giant when they take uh, <laughs> that's not that, a photo that's not taken that of me. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'm going to meet Conan O'Brien because uh, one of my American friends won tickets, uh, VIP tickets for four to go to a live uh, taping of the oh, show wow. cool. and to meet him and get a photo op. Mm. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, that's going to happen next month. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I've always been a huge fan of him. So to, I want I want like uh, a comical picture of me looking tiny next to him. Yeah, I also want to show him that I drew him once in a Bongo comic. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, Simpsons yeah. comic. The, the one issue? that you one that you wrote. Oh, Ian. what was what was that one? The gluten, the <laughs> bread, and the hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, uh, Conor O'Brien is in like a jacuzzi or something, and uh, Uder's dad put like yeast in there, so it became bread. Yeah. And then, like, a bunch of celebrities were stuck in the jacuzzis, and Krusty said something about how he steals all his jokes from Conan O'Brien. Oh, nice. And Conan O'Brien's next to him. <laughs> yeah, so I drew him once in a comic, so I want to show him that. Well, uh, nice. the first uh, full-length Simpsons comic I ever did was a sequel to uh, Conan's story, which was, uh, oh, the really? sequel was uh, Homer Goes to College, and that's where he meets the three nerds in the first one. I did, I mm. uh, can't remember the pun name for it, uh, good, the bad, something. Um, <laughs> do I only do good, the bad, and the ugly parodies? <laughs> maybe maybe I do. Um, well, the title, at least. For titles? Yeah, I think it's a similar <laughs> title now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I it was, did like the gluten, the bread, and the hungry, by the way. That was a good title. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. How long did it take you to come up with that? Uh, I think that I Four came, weeks. I think I came up with the title first and then wrote the story around <laughs> oh, that's it. that's good. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely also, uh, my favorite Simpsons are the Conan ones. So it was like mm-hmm. taking the rhythm and the breaks, of and the beats of like how he did it and, uh, then going to town. Yeah. But I'm, I'm an enormous Conan O'Brien fan. Oh as yeah. Well. I also drew Andy ones too for, uh, not, not a Bongo comic, but one of their books, you know, those like whatever's guide to whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Bart Simpson's guide to things like that. Yeah. Being a child. Yeah. Whatever those are. I, I found it recently that Andy Vector is like. Andy Richter is like six foot one, mm-hmm. which I never realized because I Conan guess he's always so next to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was so it's tall. It's one of those things. That's, right. That's the thing. Like if you ever see like whose line is it anyway? You go like, oh, that uh, Colin Mockery guy. He's a he's a short fellow. It's like no, he's not. Everyone else is a goddamn giant. How tall is he? Was he's our he's our height. He's our yeah, height. Like over, a picture actually. Feet, six, he came on um, he came on Sneaky Dragon once, and mm-hmm. there's a picture of the three of us together. You can see that we're all about the same height. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, Ryan Stiles is a giant, and Brad Sherwood is a giant, and everyone else is, and Greg mm-hmm. Proops is a giant. Okay. And they're all just fucking giant men. And if huh, you you're ever around them, you're like, what is this about? <laughs> but is, on stage, it looks fine. How tall is he compared to Drew Carey? Oh, that's a good question. I've never uh, been. Well, around Drew Carey's always sitting down for the show. Actually, is Drew Carey short? Well, you could watch a Price is Right episode and see how he <laughs> I'm uh, not sure sizes how tall he is now. I don't know. I think about it. He's probably a sizable man because he was a Marine. So I think you have oh, to be a certain he? height to be a Marine. Oh, do you? I think you do. Oh, yeah. Really? They, they, Are you sure? Yeah, they're serious. Hmm. You don't see tiny Marines, do you? <laughs> I don't. I've never measured Wait, them. Wait, but don't we, they have to go in submarines? No, they don't is, go in submarines. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, is that what they call a tiny Marine? A submarine? <laughs> Dang it! I should have said that. Okay, edit right. that out. All right. So let's let's do, let's do it again. Okay. So anyway, uh, have you ever seen a tiny marine? Hey, hey, you know what they call a tiny marine? What? A submarine? What? Fuck That's off. not very good. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, 
What the shit? You know what? Don't tell Conan that one. And if you do, don't mention that you know us. Uh, I'll never try out my material in no, podcast again. Your material. I do like what he's... Put, do, up, yeah, put, it, put your notebook away of your material. You've seen him it's go to... my Twitter. You've seen his Conan goes to Japan thing, right? No, not yet. Ooh! I've been too busy. Oh, my god! too busy moving. I, re- I recorded it. I recorded it because I thought, hey, you know who'd like to see this? Ooh, is yeah. Nina. Yeah, I think, I think no, Nina would he, like to see he it. He brought Detective Conan awareness to yes. <laughs> North America, which is amazing. Yeah, so oh, we've, that's talked, right. we've talked Detective we Conan. Talk to- oh, yeah, we did but talk I was just thinking that, that uh, Branwen Bigglestone, she arm wrestled Conan O'Brien. That's oh, really? correct. Yeah. yeah. I should arm wrestle him. There you go. <laughs> Yes. He probably it's part just, of, part of her arm wrestling <laughs> series. Did you ever see uh, his film Conan O'Brien Can't Stop? No. That's, that's very good. That was Does when he stop? He, uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, that was when he was he, not allowed to be on... I think it's in the on, title that he can't. When he was not allowed to be on television for a period of time. Actually, uh, no, I did watch that. Okay, yeah, the so documentary? Was, I, I yeah. did see the legally prohibited prohibited from being on television, uh, being funny on television tour when he came to Vancouver. Oh. I saw that. Lucky Duck? It was like way, way, way in the back because the, the ticket sold out so fast. But yeah, I went to it. That was really fun. What do you think of him doing uh, the half-hour show now instead of the hour show? He does half-hour shows now? Oh, let me explain what's going on. Um, so his show... I don't have a TV. His show is... Okay. Uh, well, this will also be available on uh, online, I'm sure. Um, he's not doing the hour-long show anymore. He's just doing half-hour shows now because uh, he wants to do more traveling around the world. He wants to focus more on the comedy, and he'll only have one guest per episode. And so he's just tightening it all up. That sounds better. That sounds for him. good to me. That sounds yeah. so much better. Yeah, because that's the best part. Yeah, just do the good shit. I didn't care about these celebrity interviews. Who cares about the third I like the remote guest stuff. you've got? That's yeah, right. Yeah, the remote stuff and it seems like a good idea. It's like it's like going backwards to like the good Twilight Zones. Which yeah, are half an hour rather than having to stretch everything out to fit like an artificially long time to suit like network. We need an hour. Well, this is the cone zone now. The what? Sorry, the cone zone. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I've been I've been really liking his podcast. Uh, Conan O'Brien uh, needs a friend. Have you have you been listening I to that? I didn't at all? know about this. Okay, he's got a podcast called Conan. O'Brien. I should probably know these things before I meet him. Sure, sure, sure. This is right. one of the things. Yeah, bring them all out in a row. It's like I really like your podcast. You're doing Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Check. Yeah, I'm not and, gonna uh, stick out to him like that. Yeah, I, you, you just got me in your ear. Tell them about them. <laughs> You're like my Cyrano impression. That's right. Uh, no, what he's got, what he's got is a podcast where the concept is that uh, even though he sees all these people uh, on his show and knows them, mm. he doesn't have a lot of friends. He hasn't had a lot of time to actually make legitimate friends. So he talks these. Uh, Maybe that's at the end his of personality. It. Maybe, uh, but he talk and that it does get discussed, and uh, you know it's it's goofy conversations and it's fun, but sure. sometimes it gets heartfelt. And then you know there's a little bit of discussion of whether or not they could actually be friends, okay. like in real life. Uh, and yeah, it was just you know just an interesting kind of little. That is an interesting discussion. They, some, they sometimes like abandon that and just go on off into whatever direction yeah, they're going. Yeah, no, I feel like when I meet people, I'll know whether we could be friends or not right away, like right away. What's a sign that you could be friends with someone? Like uh, like this person here that's there. Yeah, well, like, see, Nina like pays a, me a hundred dollars a week to pretend to be her friend. So I'm just slipping you something uh, under the table. Right I know, <laughs> I know right away. No, I uh, mean she designs those hundred dollar bills, but mm-hmm. they are beautiful. How do I know? Well, I just think there's it's a skulls. There's things that I look for in a person, and it's not just like common interests, but common personalities. You know, and you can tell when you meet someone if our you know your personalities are going to match each other. You know, like I, 
I've had people in my life that liked me a lot and might have wanted to be my friend, but I just knew that we weren't we weren't suitable as friends for each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, just kinda, I, I feel like I kind of trust my my first intuition of people nowadays more than anything because yeah. there are there are a lot of people who I didn't like at first, but then eventually grew to like. But yeah. then I went back to not liking them again. <laughs> <laughs> so I can make my first gut instinct. I see our best. future, Dave. <laughs> no, like seriously. After all the moving I did. <laughs> No, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like, Just from experience now, I'm like, okay, I should trust my gut instinct. Yeah. yeah. By the way, when did you and I first meet? Do you remember? Was it, Va- was it VanCaf? Probably the first VanCaf. Probably VanCaf, yeah. yeah the, the very, very first VanCaf. Very first VanCaf, wow. yeah. yeah. When was our first meeting? That was at Anime Evolution in UBC. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we had a table <laughs> next to each other. Okay. I was cosplaying. <laughs> oh, what were you cosplaying as? Yeah. I was cosplaying as Iris from Phoenix Wright 3. Okay. Which you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've played... You got, you got us. I've, no, actually, no, I've, I've played um, a couple of Phoenix uh, Wright games, but... I no, might not I have been cosplaying at the time, but I did eventually change my costume. But that was at UBC. <laughs> you think I don't know um, Phoenix Wright? Objection! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was pretty long after we had already won an Izer together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember the first word you said to me was... Wait, sorry. Hey, oh, wait, wait. Can I just ask... Oh, that was such a good setup. And I'm you just sorry. completely... I'm sorry. It's going to be about your parents? No, no, no. <laughs> I just wanted to, just wanted to, to yeah. clarify. So, so you you this was the first time you met, even though you'd already won. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're the ISR. So you That's didn't right. actually know each other when you both no. won the ISR award, and because no. you, you were in England when the, you won the award. No, I was uh, I was actually at home. I decided not to go that year too. No, I thought you were. No, no, I can tell you because I remember winning the award. I oh, remember like I thought... uh, checking online and seeing that that I won. Oh, okay, and, uh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought that like, you had been away and it being a big fucking deal. Okay. Um, sorry. So when you met each other, okay. So let's set that up again. <clears throat> you are dressed as a character from the Phoenix Wright video game, <laughs> Iris. I am sitting there going, I don't get why I'm here. It's making no sense. Uh, Pia is very similar probably next to me. I was surprised okay. that you were there. Yeah, yeah. But no we were, shit. We I was too. We were put next to each other. Okay. And, and I showed so, up and you s- the first words you said to me were, uh, yay, we won Eisner together. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's how we know each other. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I mean, even though we knew we both lived in Vancouver, we didn't take the initiative to meet up because that's not what creatives do in no, the city. No, you're, <laughs> right. you're right. What would we do? You know what's funny, though? Like, I feel like I, I meet people who don't live in Vancouver more often than people who do live in Vancouver uh, when it comes to creative people, comic, yeah. comic yeah. types. Well, because, like, yeah. when they're, they live here, you're like, oh, we're going to meet up at any time. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. meet up. Let's uh, hang out some more. Let's hang out some time, and then you never do. No yeah. one, yeah. no there's one takes this initiative. Kind of thing. It's like, hey, you know, there's a there's a big uh, comic jam of all the Vancouver <laughs> cartoonists. We're all getting together and we're jamming together over at the Wallflower. Oh, where's that? Directly below your office. It couldn't be easier for you to get to. <laughs> Honestly, if you just like roll down the stairs, and don't even use your legs, you could get there. It could not be simpler. What do you have to do? Just doodle. Oh, okay. And what do you have to do then? Eat a burger. Okay. Fuck I no. would have gone. I was in Coquitlam. <laughs> would you? Yeah. I to me it would just sound seem. Maybe ridiculous. I can go now. Now that I'm back in Vancouver. But anyway, this is the yeah. Thing, you now have the ability yeah, to do so, all this oh, stuff. It's so nice being back in Vancouver. But um, I was just would say like when when I uh, go to a convention somewhere out of, outside of Vancouver yeah. or people come in from out of town. Sure. I'm like, oh, you're. I can like meet you. Let's like. Yeah. Let's meet up and all that. You take the initiative to meet up. Sure. Whereas people who live here are like, eh, we can see each other any time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never make but, plans. I mean. But the thing is, it's still the same, pro- you know, if people live here, just because you're both creative doesn't mean that you're going to like them or that you're, that you should. There, there are creatives know. that I like mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't like, 
I want to meet up with them and I want to hang out with them, but I never do just because yeah. everyone's flaky, I guess. <laughs> flaky, busy. We're all too flaky. All that, yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, there's also and deadline, deadline, deadlines. It's when do you true. not have something that you've got to do? Yeah. You know, I do this show, but even this show is just like, Jesus, you know how do I fit this in the day? There's never going to be time, so you got to mate time. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. This seems like a very Marie uh, I mean, kind of thing. <laughs> Who sparks joy in your life? That's right. You know what? Though? Make like, time for them. In, in I, I live right. not too far away from you now. Yeah. We can meet up pretty easily now. In theory, in that's theory. what should happen. <laughs> Let's see We're never what going happens. to. <laughs> no, I, yeah. again, this person I was talking about who shops at Baby Gap, uh, I'm try- <laughs> I've been trying to get together with them for like a couple of months now. And it's just like trying to find the time that we're both... Yeah. Like ready to uh, like honestly, I could just go over there. There, they are a half hour away. But it's can... that easy to see someone. You don't feel as bad canceling plans too. That's true, that, and that that, is that true, becomes yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I, but but getting back to the earlier thing of like what I think like attracts me to a friend is uh, is a passion in whatever they like. That's a thing number one. Mm-hmm. But especially making things. If I see someone who's making things or creating things or whatever, yeah. uh, I'm very attracted to that energy. That's that's really that's really neat. And then it's got you gotta have like uh, kindness in there as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Uh, and that's what uh, I mean the personality is Yeah. You know, a person could be super creative, but if they're a mean kind of bully person then there's no, uh, you know, I would, I couldn't, could care less what they're. Doing yeah, and then if artist. they're funny as well, it's like holy that's, shit. That's very I gotta important. Be fr- I got to be friends important. with this person. Yeah, that's very important for me. I would definitely look for a sense of humor. Yeah, I'm occasionally person. scared by uh, by Nina's sense of humor on uh, Twitter. Like she is so goddamn funny on Twitter. Yeah, talked about it, this last time I was. I know, I know, but it bugs me. <laughs> it fucking bugs me. I'm not like that a, funny on Twitter. Oh. Stop it. You did that. <laughs> speaking of Marie Kondo, like you did that one where you took the four images from The Simpsons, uh, you know, with oh, Nelson. Oh, yeah. I did two um, Simpsons yeah. and the first one, on Marie first one's good. Yeah. First one's solid. That's that's good enough. <laughs> we're, leave, we're done. And then you do the second one. It's just like, well, shut up. Just the like first here, one's more popular. Here's the, the award for though. Twitter of the of the month. <laughs> there you go. Was the first one the Marge Simpson yeah. yelling at everyone that they? Yeah, yeah. In Homer's <laughs> uh, fantasy sequence, how he's remembering owning you know. books is bad. You can own books over my dead body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that, my that's my take of, on Marie Kondo. Maybe probably because I that's, have. That's, you never actually seen her stuff though. Or I know that's it. I just go by hearsay. <laughs> that's everyone's interpretation of what she says. What I'll I do is I, I just write puritanical nonsense under whatever whoever anyone who mentions her. It's not her. puritanical though. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing puritanical. Yeah, she still lets you keep things. Just keep things that it, matter. Uh, it's playing off people's guilt of, of owning, like that we feel like we have too much stuff in our lives. So we're... No, it's people being smothered by this yeah. stuff. That's the thing. Again, I don't it's feel, not an intervention I don't feel, show. Like there, now, I'll be honest. There is some stuff that I've felt guilty about owning uh, that I feel like, okay, i got to get that out of here. Well, um, what? Uh, well uh, if, I, if I have too many video game systems, I'll, I'll feel like, well, this is gluttonous. That I've got this. I'm not going to play yeah. all of these. This is stupid. And I'm like, Dave, take my Dreamcast. Why? Because it's gluttonous that I have it. Take it. Take it out of here. Now I feel okay that I can get something. Uh, that I can. I can get something else, and I'll be. I'll feel okay. But for the most part, it's just feel like I feel like I'm just. I just don't have enough room to get around and yeah. actually do the things I want to do. Sure. And I can't make new things because no. I've got too many old things, and it's getting in the way of my life. And I don't think that's a puritanical <laughs> thing. It's just a. Ugh. A practical. No, no, I understand. I, I understand. I have a friend who, who denies that there's such a thing as hoarding and thinks it's a made-up concept. But the reason he says that is because he's a hoarder. And so right. he doesn't want to be identified that way, but mm-hmm. he really does 
you know, put his possessions before his personal comfort. You know, and so when I first met him, he lived in a small house, but you could sit in his living room in two armchairs, listen to music and comfortably talk to each other. But eventually, in between us, this wall of books grew, and then this shelf appeared. Mm-hmm. And suddenly there's like, you know, this wall of, sh- of bookshelves in front of, between you and him in the middle of a room. You know, and so then you're like, well, I can't sit in here together, so now we have to sit in the kitchen. But pretty soon in the kitchen, you're soon surrounded by bookshelves and things are growing up around you in there. Like you just, it's just like an, you just, you can't, he couldn't, he couldn't resist the urge to to collect things. And he was, you know, like I remember when I, I helped him move and I got to the point, and because he had kind of gone into shock at the idea of having to move out of a place he'd lived in for 15 years, he was really useless for moving. So I was doing all the packing, I was packing all his all the books let's and stuff clar- that weren't... Let's clarify you were not talking about me, right? No, no, I'm not good, talking good. about you. Uh, but his, this person's name is also Ian. Mm-hmm. Boothby! And uh, so... What, the character from Thor? That's right. That's who I was helping move. And so I was, you know, packing all this stuff, and I got to the point when I was, you know, putting uh, putting dishes and things in the kitchen, I was, I was packing, seriously, packing like three boxes of globes for lamps. I was packing these things into boxes and making sure that they wouldn't break. And and then I got to, the, I was packing Tabasco sauce bottles, empty Tabasco sauce bottles that he'd washed out and had in like a like thirty of them or more Why was inside he the cupboard. Those? I have no fucking idea. He's a hoarder. He's a hoarder. Yeah. So I get, when I was doing that, I suddenly said, and then I looked and there was like this big another shelf full of um, like honey containers, but they're all shaped like like beehives. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I said, you know what? If you want to keep this stuff, you pack it. I am done. I'm not packing. I'm not packing empty bottles. That's just like draw draw the line. I can see value in plates, even these globe things, <laughs> all your books. That's fine, but I'm not going to pack Tabasco sauce bottles. You know, so you know, I can see what you mean. I think that there is that desire in our culture to save things. The problem with that desire, though, it often comes from having parents who throw things away. Yeah, and so you have you can create this this desire to keep things by because you're not allowed to have them as a child. So as an adult, it gives you comfort to have... All my favorite board games got thrown away one day. Mm-hmm. Came home, they were all gone. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I just gave them away to charity. Yeah. Oh. My mom, my mom did the <laughs> same but thing. But I yeah. love that game, mm-hmm. and I love this game, yeah. and I love this I, thing. I used to watch a lot of the show Hoarders. Yes. And that's a whole different problem. From that's the, a whole different problem know, than It's a psychological problem. Yeah, it's that's really, right. really sad. Yeah, but. yeah. When you see them like panicking over the idea of yeah. throwing away like... Old newspapers it's hard to, it's hard it's to really sad it's hard to sympathize with because it, it just feels it just feels so weird that you're connected to this garbage because yeah. it really is garbage and i was but joking it's not about the stuff really it isn't really no yeah, there's no, something no. there's something in there yeah, exactly and i think that my friend for instance because he probably as a child you know i know as a child he wasn't allowed to have things he wasn't allowed to keep books and stuff like that and so you know as an adult that it's comforting to him to have these things that he loves and it's more comforting to have more of them and it's even more comforting to have more of them and then it's super comforting to have them falling on you on the couch because you've got them in stacks yeah, around you on, on hoarders yeah. there were people who who were um who had that problem growing up like their parents throw away everything so yeah. they couldn't keep anything so oh now i'm an adult i can keep everything i want <laughs> yeah. it can go either way it's either that sure. or you're you're Going to continue Parent, in that in that uh, kind of vein of your yeah. parents tell you, oh, don't throw that away; it's wasteful. And I'm of that variety. Mm, okay, like my parents keep too many, way too many things. I think because they're like, oh, this could be useful someday. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, that someday. Like w- one of the <laughs> the biggest things I liked about Maria Kondo's teaching, and it's in the manga which I posted, was someday never comes. 
No, it's true. You're right. But you keep thinking like, oh, this this could be useful someday, or I could sell this someday. Mm-hmm. No, someday never comes. Like, or I could read this someday. It's like yeah. you know, if you haven't read this by now, this book you bought like six months ago, you're not going to read it ever. Yeah, people normally read. Uh, what was it like in the, within the first couple of days, if not week? And if you don't read it in the first week, you're not going to read that mm-hmm. book that you just bought. Wow, you won't. So it's like okay, there you go. I mean, something. Let's go ahead. Oh, so I was going to say like this is not something she covers in her show. Again, it's a manga, but. Um, you know, the, the whole thing that sparked the com- controversy of Maria Kondo was her saying, get rid of books. Well, one of the things <laughs> she says in the manga is, don't worry, if you're, you're, if you're meant to keep it, it'll come back to you one day. And that's why I felt because there were a lot of books. Like, I'm like, oh, I've only read this like once or I've never read this. But if I haven't read it by now or if I've only read it once, I can easily give it away. And if I really want it again, I can just buy it again. Mm-hmm. And all the books I've thrown out or not thrown out, but donated. Yeah. I'm not wanted again <laughs> like it's fine if i don't have it in my life and oh, I think, i'm sure i'm sure it's fine yeah i mean i do have a, quite an extensive collection of, of books i mean i have two rooms full of bookshelves that have books on them so like stuffed and then the rest of the house is stuffed as well so, so now when i get so, rid of a book i look it up online and see how easy is it to buy it back and it's like oh it's like three bucks <laughs> whatever i'm Just scratching the back of my neck though at the, the, the other thing though is like i realized a little while ago that my daughter's uh disappeared a cd on me and i was looking to replace it and actually it's quite expensive because it's no longer in print like it's no longer made so you're like oh and i know people say oh just buy it get you know download it or whatever but when you download i didn't realize this until i downloaded something from apple a little while ago you actually get really shitty quality Hmm. like it's it's not it's not cd quality that you're downloading it's really awful it's 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 more awful than like like a 320 whatever it is that's considered like the best mp3 you can get but if you but what you download from apple is like 192 that's a big drop in quality from and 320 isn't cd quality it's below cd quality you could it's rip not, it yourself then before you i don't have the cd though it. oh you don't have it anymore yeah that's I know. the thing his daughter's yeah like it just it just oh, okay. disappeared i don't know where it went it might be in the house somewhere that no one knows where it is but or it was in a vehicle and it just got disappeared somehow who knows so you know like you know, like you're like, well, how do I replace this now? Like, I have to. I guess I'll just have to keep my eyes open and hopefully it turns up somewhere. Which is possible. You never know. Which is what you like doing anyway, right? You like that's, hunting for things. That's true. I am. I am. You don't even like uh, buying things, things online. You prefer well, to find it in in the real world. So, <laughs> so the hunter will find it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The hunter will find his prey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing. I, one thing. I if you're gonna go for like a more North American approach to what this would be, you know, um, the idea of like the sparking joy. It's like I like I like the idea of like actually looking at your stuff and going like what brings me joy. Just the idea of joy is something we don't mm-hmm. really discuss much. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, do I do I do I love this thing? Do I you know? I, and to me, it's almost like counting your blessings, like literally counting your blessings. Like this is this feels like oh yes, this makes me feel great. It's true. It's a good way of like kind of looking at yourself and asking yourself what does bring me joy. And it freshens up you looking at your things and going like I really like my things. I yeah. like mm-hmm. this. I like this. I like this. I have a yeah. nice place. Hooray! Yeah. This feels great. And, and the rest can, like, can oh. go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> the rest can go to hell. That's how I feel, though. I'm like, I don't need all this other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point of keeping it? What? Just because, like, this old anime convention program had my name in it? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that, I would just cut my my name out and just like throw yeah. it the rest. Yeah, I, I know. I was looking at like, well, I've had this signed Ken Stacy Speed Racer poster for a million years. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fine. You know, it's it's like, like you're keeping all... it just because it was signed. Yeah. Like, like I know Ken Stacy. Yeah. I could get another one of these should it come down Th- to it. Frankly, some... <laughs> he will draw me one if I pay him money. There are some books I got rid of just because it was signed by someone. Yeah. But I just cut that page out and just throw it the rest. Because that's the part that matters to me. I never uh, look at the rest of the book, so why should I keep it? <laughs> it's weird now, too. There are some people that I, I've, I've gotten to meet in person uh, and go like, ugh, they're a jerk. Yeah, let's get rid of this. <laughs> Don't yeah, need that. Anything that reminds you of bad memories, just yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that's, that's, that's out. Yeah, and then I run them by Dave and go like, hey, Dave, you want this? And like, he doesn't know. I <laughs> <laughs> don't care. Yeah. He doesn't know what Mike Barron did this week. It's all fine. Did Mike Barron do something? Yeah, he was a jerk. To you? No, to Gail Simone, my friend Gail. Oh, so yeah. you're getting rid of all your all your Mike Barron stuff now? Yeah, you're, I'm going to be running some Nexus stuff by <laughs> you and seeing if you want it. That's hilarious. There you are. But it was like, that was the same thing with me and like, you know, uh, the Dave Sim art I got from like Spirits yeah, of Independence. Right. Yeah. I was like, well, this is a really beautiful piece, but, uh, you know, I'm going to see if uh, friends want it. And a friend wanted it, so it was okay. That piece, though, was probably more drawn by Gerhardt than it was by... That's true. So <laughs> here's the nice thing: is like in that amount of time we've met uh, Gerhard. Oh, and he was a great guy. He was a great guy. Yeah. Like I feel like we could actually talk to Gerhard. Yeah, uh, we could get him to draw that. Not for only us, can we talk to him, to... he'll talk to us. Because <laughs> we were walking by, like after talking to him at the con, we were just walking by and saw him on the street. Okay, we're taking a break right now. We're taking a hard break. Don't lock the door, or you'll be stuck in there forever. Okay, we won't break in. And we're gonna talk loudly, and we're gonna go <laughs> over here. And back we're back hello hello we just had our intermission music yep i wonder if how many listeners remember the intermission show that that music was originally for i like that music but i don't know what it's from do, 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 do. well it's like the, the band is uh, called felt and it's from an album called let the snakes crinkle their heads or something like that it's a very weird title but it's an album of all instrumentals that mm. they did they had a successful album that did quite well and they decided they were going to follow it with this with an album of instrumentals. I always like career suicide. It's always seems like such a great <laughs> choice. But we did a show like way back in the in like the 70s, 60s, 70s or whatever, where I just kept saying, we'll be right back. And Ian was totally confused why I was doing this. I kept just saying, we'll be right back. And then we take a small break and then we come back again. And then when I went home, I just edited the show and I just kept putting that theme in every time I'd say, we'll and take a break. And when you say the 70s, you mean the 70s of this show? 70s of the show, not yeah. The Somewhere, no, not the 1970s. We're, we're not. Okay. This was that when we were doing a different podcast in the 1970s. This is, uh, we're doing uh, the Micronauts po- podcast. <laughs> we liked... Uh, Micronauts. Micronauts were a little toy. They're little uh, oh, toys, astronauts. Okay, yeah. I kind of vaguely remember this. And uh, what's the name of... Uh, Count yes. Count your Count Baron Carza. Baron Carza, that was it. Yeah, yeah. And there was a yeah, there was a time traveler who was also named a Croyer, mm. and it was a very good comic book. Well, when I say very good, it was as good as you got. <laughs> From a, uh, Bill Mantlo and Michael Golden, some really nice art. Mm, Golden's very good. I think Terry I never Austin. saw them. I never saw those ones. Here was a weird thing. Once upon a time, mm. uh, I went to a con. Uh, Terry Austin recognized me. 
I oh, didn't nice. recognize Terry Austin. He recognized me. That's nice. And he was a fan of Bongo Comics. Really? Yes. And I went, how can you be a fan? You're Terry Austin. <laughs> you did all these X-Men comics that uh, I loved as a kid. And he said, I, is... I like I like comics. And then he went like, here's some of my drawings. And they were all real saucy ladies. Oh, yeah? And I was like, mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then I went over to Dan DiCarlo and I said, Dan DiCarlo, you're great. And he went, would you like my work? And I went, like, yes. And it was all saucy ladies. <laughs> And then I went, Bruce Tim, was as I live and breathe. I'd like to get that book of your drawings. And it's like, oh, it's all saucy ladies. I think it is cool how like, we, I can We meet, now know what sells at the cons. I can meet Conan and say, hey, we had the same boss at one point. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is connection. true. You've got a good connection. Yeah. yeah. I, think he, uh, I think he remembers fondly his time on the, on the Simpsons. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I ripped him off so much when I started off working on the Simpsons comic. What Absolutely. do you mean you ripped him off? I ripped him off style-wise. I ripped Humor off his, his beats. I didn't rip off his jokes, but I ripped off his beats. What's well, not a rip off then? Eh, You're inspired by him. Yeah, sure. rip-off. Let's go with that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you were very inspired by. Conan. I said this once to. Um, I said this once to a guy who worked on. Uh, what was it? I think it was Dan. De, not Dan DeCaro. Uh, Don Don the De, De Rosa or something. He was like a. He worked on uh, Uncle Scrooge and like after Carl Barks, he was like the Uncle Scrooge guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. know who you're talking about, but I can't right. remember his name. Yeah. And something I, Rosa. So it's that's you're absolutely right, Don. Yeah. Rosa. Don Rosa was it's, it just Don I, Rosa? I, I think that's a, I think that's about right. Yeah, and there was a there was a I, I and I told him once like oh I've just like stole so much stuff from you uh, thematically, uh, and he went what do you mean? And I'm like uh, and he was like he didn't like the idea that I did that. Oh really? No, he didn't care for that. And oh, I was like, okay. Really? Well, speaking as speaking about a hoarder, that that fellow is a real hoarder. Oh, is he? Really? Yeah, yeah. There's a. It's probably still on. Ducks? It's probably still on YouTube, but you can go on a tour of his house, and he has a lot of stuff hmm. stacked all over the place. Yeah, there's times where I've had to do parodies of things, and I always like look at kind of his stuff, and I go like, "All right, here's how you do it, and here's how you, you know, you uh, you you find that you find the the themes, and you find what's important, and you find the this, and you highlight this, and you do whatever. And it's hard to explain how I rip them off, but I know who I've ripped off. Yeah, and yeah, it's not a bad thing, yeah, because as an artist, no. you're supposed to steal. I don't, yeah, and I don't, I don't, and you're, you're not, you're not doing Uncle Scrooge comics. You're, you've just taken like a way of thinking about how to do comics mm-hmm. and transported into your own work. I don't think that's terrible at all. Yeah, and then you try to make it good for comics. Mm-hmm. Well, so he's if, already, you're, if you're doing, a, Dis- doing comics, if you're doing anyway. a Disney comic, you yeah. shouldn't do it like a Disney cartoon. That won't work. Yeah, you gotta make yeah. it uh, right for right for comics. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I just came back from a, a trip from uh, Magfest in Maryland. Okay, did, did they say hi? Did they say to, did they <laughs> say to, to tell you to say hi to us? Who Magfest? Uh, no. no, I guess not. They don't know who you are anyway. Um, <laughs> but while I was there, I also uh, I guested on a Retronauts podcast episode. Oh, okay. About well, the Disney Afternoon Collection. Oh, since okay. I, was, I did the art for it, so we got to talk about a bit about Disney Afternoon and all that, and how hard that, those games were. Like They're crazy hard. hard. Yeah. Uh, except for Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale's pretty easy. Okay. That's okay. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. There's yeah, the tail, good, Tailspin game. is one of them, right? Tailspin is a weird game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The big one is the Uncle Scrooge one, which is... DuckTales, yeah. Yeah. He bounces on his cane. Yes. And it's a weird dynamic. It, like when you, when you get it, you get it. But until you get it, it's really, really hard. We get into <laughs> a bit about the uh, history of those properties on that show, including uh, DuckTales and all that. And uh, apparently Don Rosa, well, I've seen this at Emerald City Comic Con, but he has a sign on his table saying, this is not DuckTales. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is Uncle Scrooge Comics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess he got kind of um, uh, shafted by Disney. 
Oh, I'm a little sorry bit. To hear that. Yeah. So he he does not like people calling his stuff DuckTales. So what is the best of the Disney afternoon? Uh, first of all, did your daughters ever watch any of that? No, stuff? that was too too ahead of their time. Okay. And so, I was a little too old old for it. So so what is the best of the bunch? Ooh, Not for the um, video game, but for the actual I mean, I did cartoon. watch them. I did watch Tailspin and uh, and uh, Rescue Rangers, but I didn't really appreciate it. I didn't think it was great. It just was something to eat cereal and watch. Oh, I thought they were great. Like I was. Of course, you were. You're no, yeah, I was, I was just the right age. Was <laughs> yeah. And just the right it. height. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I was. Uh, I was in my twenties, probably when I was. Well, whatever. I was. Yeah, I was in my. I like Tailspin. I remember liking Tailspin. I was not. I've never been a huge Disney fan, but I like mm-hmm. Disney Afternoon a lot. And yeah, um, I would. I, I like. Um, yeah. When I was a kid, I liked Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers the best. Mm-hmm. But now I, uh, I think Darkwing Duck is my favorite. Never seen it. Really? Never seen it. It came well. a little bit later. Yeah. And it's uh, the it's, Disney Afternoon uh, life lifespan. Yeah, yeah, I never saw that. I never saw Goof Troop or whatever. Those were, Duck, those were um, well Darkwing Duck time. has a lot of references to comics at the time. Mm. Like superhero comics especially. It makes a lot of references to okay. all the superhero tropes. And is Gizmo and Duck in that one? He is that one, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, Gizmo Duck is the one crossover character between Him and Duck Launchpad. Is Launchpad in? Launchpad isn't in... In uh, in uh, Darkwing, is yeah, he? he is. Is he? Yeah, okay. he flies Darkwing around. Oh Jesus, what am I thinking then? Okay, I'm all not right. sure. I'm not. Is Launchpad the Australian sounding? No, one? I think you're thinking about Monty. Oh, okay. on Chippendale, Sorry. he's like the giant. Rat. Oh, I'm, I remember. Okay, because there was a controversy recently where Launchpad McQuack. Yeah, it's not the same mm. Launchpad McQuack. It's an alternate universe. Alternate universe. That's where I'm getting confused. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's like uh, okay. screw off on that. <laughs> screw off on that. Launchpad. I can't remember if Gizmo Duck was ever in Ducktales, but okay. Launchpad definitely wasn't. All right, and like I, I kind of talk about this a little bit in the Retrons episode, which is not out yet. By the way, sorry, <laughs> but um. One thing they stressed was like I could not depict any of the characters of the, of the different series um, being in the same universe. Like they had to be separate. They were really adamant oh. about that. Yeah, which is oh, why really? in the key art that I did, they're each in their separate panels. Right. They could not mingle together. Like it could not oh. look like they were in the same world. Yeah, they were yeah. Really, really strict about. So you that. could have like a group photo of them no, all they together. couldn't. Uh, I don't know why <laughs> they're so strict about that. That's interesting. It would have been fun if they could like mingle with each other, but mm. I couldn't do that. I so. wonder if now that we're into the into the Spider Verse. Thing and that's been that's been a nice big hit. If they'd be more down with it, like I could see, Maybe. like that Launchpad's yeah. the only guy who knows this. He's yeah. hip. He's hip <laughs> to the different worlds, and it's like you're right. There are different worlds, but he's he's the guy who knows because he travels. And then like they've all got to team up to do something. That seems like an obvious sell. If nothing else, in the comics, for crying out loud, into the Duckverse. Yeah, you got the whole Disney verse. I mean. That's something they've done with uh, the video games with like Kingdom Hearts. Is you've got these characters that then travel uh, with Mickey and Donald and Goofy uh, into all these different Disney worlds, like the Tron world or what okay. have you. And then they, you people know, people love a crossover. They love a crossover. A giant crossover. Yeah. yeah, people like uh, worlds intermingling with each other. Like um, I don't know if it's as prevalent nowadays, but in the '90s, a lot of sitcoms and one-hour dramas were. Um, we're kind of in the same universe. Like Charlie's there's a big, Angels would go on the love boat. Big flow chart of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like there'd be the crossovers like here and there that show like everything was, was in like one big giant sitcom universe. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Charlie's Char- Char- Angels would be on Battle of the Network Stars. Oh, would they ever? <laughs> um, you'd have uh, the guys from St. Elsewhere show up on Cheers. What? Yeah. That's there's weird. a crossover between But wait. St. Elsewhere 
Ah, then we get <laughs> then we get deep. Oh, Dave, it's all you, of a child's oh. imagination, which yeah, means it's right. tears. All of yes. A okay. Yeah. Look, the thing that's is, right. Saint Elsewhere actually crossed over with a remarkable amount of other series, and so when you go into that, I, I forget what the name of the child is. Let's say it was Kevin. Sure. But they say okay. this all takes place in the Kevin verse. So because okay. Saint Elsewhere took place there, that means that Cheers also took place yeah. there. That means that this. But I say bullshit on that. Oh wait a <laughs> second. Here's how I bullshit on that. <laughs> all right. All this means is that Kevin yeah. watched Cheers, <laughs> and in his head he mixed it all up. Oh, it's and, like fan okay. fiction. Yeah, it's fan yeah. fiction. Okay, That's I true. think that makes more sense. Yeah, that yeah. does make more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though Kevin's got some very deep, uh, uh, you know, ideas about the afterlife. I remember that one episode where Howie Mandel goes to uh, heaven and hell and meets God and sees uh, the the rapist that, who's there in that hell. That show and, jumped the shark so, so oh, deep. But I like I like that episode a lot. That was one that was just like, oh, geez, that was like such a such a such a good one. That whole um, Peter as the the rapist. Yeah, like that was what? A, it was a great reveal. Like in the show, there was, there was a character named Peter who's a really appealing character. I thought we were talking about Peter as in from, from heaven. No, no, no. In the in the show, there was this character who's a doctor <laughs> in the hospital twist. whose name is Peter. And you liked him. Like he was a really nice yeah. guy. And then, it, you know, there's this shocking reveal in the show where he's actually a, a rapist. And you're like, this is terrible. What a terrible. But then they just blew it. Like they just... But his his afterlife, after he's, after he's killed in the show, and boy, he's killed bad. Like he's shot, he's shot in the groin first, he, he and like it. for a while. Yeah, I know, but you don't often see a shot in he the groin. <laughs> um, but when when yes, Howie Mandel don't. goes into the afterlife and he's he's there in hell, he's in a rowboat with the guy, and the guy's like just seeming like he's nice, and he's like, yeah. The only frustration is like you know, there's heaven up there, and I can't get to it, yeah. and I just want to get to it. But then he, he all of a sudden he gets really angry at a certain point. He's pushing Howie out of the boat and trying to like drown him. And I you see the like, episode, yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh wait, no, no, this is exactly where you got yourself literally into this boat. This is all you. This is all your fault. And yeah, yeah now you now you're on this boat, and this is your this is your afterlife. And it was like, ooh, this is creepy, but but uh, but good. And then Howie Mandel meets God, and he looks just like Howie Mandel. Yes, yeah. that's right. And then it was all dreamt by Kevin. Or the, whatever the equivalent of. I know that did blow my mind when I first saw that. It blew your mind that yeah. it's all a dream. Yeah, that it was all like in the, in the kid's head. Yes, it's like what? What's that about? Yeah, that means Cheers is all a dream. Before I figured out. The now other that's side. an overused theory <laughs> where it's all in a child's mind, or yeah, so and so character has been dead the whole time. Like I'm so sick of hearing those kind of theories. I do like the I do like the Munch verse though. Which is where you got the the character Munch from um, Homicide and Law and Order, mm. and he's crossed over in all these other shows like okay. Sesame Street, and he's been on <laughs> yeah. he's been in the, the X Files. You know, we were talking he, about Robert Munch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, right? I was like, wait, we're gonna fit, put Tom as a snowsuit in the Paperback <laughs> Princess? Right. They're all in the same universe. They are. It that's right. Be. Sure, why not in the Munchiverse? <laughs> but like, there's so many things that like this character Into has been Munchverse. in that it's like yes. That's so right. it's like I would you, watch Into the Munchiverse. That'd be cool. Sure. Oh man. No, well, by the way, have you seen uh, Into the Spider-Verse No, yet? not yet. What? Okay. All right. Anytime... <laughs> I don't have anyone to see it with. All right. Anytime you want to see it, I will see it He's trying to figure yes. out a way to go see it again. What's that? We've got to eat a lot of pasta We've got to, first. Go to have pasta. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk. Uh, we'll, all right. We'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe this weekend. We'll figure something well, out. Well, I live much closer now, so it's easy for us to get together. We'll do it. We'll, and we'll get in. I it's... can even walk here if I wanted to. 
It takes yeah. 40 minutes, but I can walk here. Uh, I was trying so... I was trying <laughs> yeah, don't so, take the bus. Ugh. I was trying so hard to get a screener, but our friends didn't have a screener. Mm. Oh, oh, okay, okay, good. I'm excited to see this with you. I would right, love to see it. Really, good. there's no screener. you think that they would be hopeful for some sort of... They got a download Oscar. code instead and watched it that um, way. <laughs> so there you are. Are you meditating now? No, I was just... Uh, <laughs> I was, that was my O. Have you ever meditated? Well, I've prayed. That's the same thing, isn't it? I think it's slightly it, it different. Can, it can be, but it is different. It is different. How, so? How is it different? Uh, you pray to something. Not necessarily, but okay. Okay, you don't? Like what, when you you pray, but not to anything? You're not speaking to anything when you pray? Well, I guess, but okay, go on. So when you meditate, what are you doing then? Uh, well, there's a variety of ways to do it. Okay. Uh, but for for me, it's just being uh, aware and just like expanding awareness of, of where you're at and your breathing and you know what's going on around you and i do a walking meditation quite often and so yeah i'm just i'm just like extra aware of what's going on and try to focus on what's around Mm -hmm. me and shut out the other things uh whereas a a prayer would be almost a conversation whereas i don't think a meditation is a conversation Hmm. then no there we go (laughs) (laughs) you answered my question for me let's meditate on that for a while all right let's take some time Oh, God, please help me understand what Ian just told me. (laughs) You're not meditating. You're praying. Oh, shoot. And by the way, (laughs) while we've been having this podcast, uh, Dave's wife has been throwing out his books. Oh, that's that's possible that she would love to do that. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Because she likes books, too. So we get along very well with her. Our books, I imagine records and and stuff like that. I'm sure there are things of hers that you'd rather get rid of. Well, I don't think it's fair for me to to get rid of someone else's stuff. I don't think I don't. I have no opinion of her things. I I, I see the value that they have all for her horses. too. Have you ever heard? No, of I love all that. Stuff. <laughs> have, have you ever Actually, heard? I love all the horse stuff. Have sure. you ever heard of the Swedish Death Purge? I haven't. I mean, that's what something that. that uh, I mean, that's something I've talked about that I, I will have to do eventually it's because I do not want my children to go to have yeah. to do what I did. It's uh, it's getting rid of uh, a very large amount of your stuff mm-hmm. so that your kids or whoever uh, follows you will not have to, yeah. you know, get rid of all your uh, all your uh, belongings. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, my, so my parents so are still it's alive. It's something they do but, in Sweden, um, which they at a certain point in life you just go look. Well, I got to get rid of a I bunch. I feel like of- every time I see a giant lot of something on eBay, I'm like, oh, someone died. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible. But there used to be, sorry, real quick, there used to be a guy that I worked with and he would uh, bring stuff from Value Village that he would buy and he would try to sell it to us. He'd go, like, oh, this is perfect for you. And so I bought this for you. And it's like, try to sell it to us. And whenever it was something really nice, I just went, well, that's a dead person's clothes. <laughs> they wouldn't get rid of that otherwise. Clearly that's someone. Oh, you'd be surprised. That's actually. someone young and dead's pants. My mom works in a, a volunteers in a thrift store, or a thrift store in Langley. It's amazing the stuff that goes through there, and it's not from dead people. It's okay. Just it might just be from people who are compulsive shoppers. Yeah, compulsive who buy shoppers. Buy nice things yeah. and never wear it. And yeah. Get rid of it. And they, yeah, they go through the thing. Is this bringing me joy? Not at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me clear out the closet so I can buy There's more a lot stuff. Of nice things I've gotten rid of just because I never used it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what should I keep it then? Toss. Yeah. <laughs> and let's just say we don't mind if people like buy our book, Sparks. And then give it away, and then buy it again, and then give it away, and buy it again. <laughs> like that's fine. We're complete. That sparks yeah. joy for us that's, when you when you do that. Yeah, and also your, get your in love on this of trend, those sparking joy with sparks. That's true. Oh, speaking of which, oh wait, we have a we all have a new book coming out this uh, this uh, next month. Did you know that, Dave? No, I did not. Yeah, uh, this is the this is Zap. 
Oh, this is the French version. Ooh. French version of Sparks. I want to That's read right. that. The version, yeah. the version française. Version française. <laughs> yes. Now, I didn't know that you spoke uh, French. Yes. I learned French in school, and I took late immersion. Okay, oh, but even good. though people do learn French in school, quite often people who learn French in school yeah. do not keep the French that they learned in school. That's we true. All I've would... never been great at French, but um, okay. I took um, uh, Duolingo, in, Duolingo in French recently. Just I've like, been trying that. Kind yeah. of brush up on it, and like I'm just amazed by how much French I still know. Like this is great. Oh, cool! So if uh, if someone wanted to do an interview with you in French, could they? <laughs> <laughs> a written interview, could they do that? Uh, I don't know about Would that. Would you feel better about a verbal interview? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, my French is so... It does... It gets the job done, you know? Mm-hmm. But I can't have any deep conversations in French, I don't think. Yeah, it's weird. I was watching um, Matching Mole, this band, uh, the lead, and the lead singer in the band, Robert Wyatt. It's a French network, so he's talking to the host, and but he's just speaking, like, perfect French to this, to this guy. I'm just like, well, wow, that's... I'm jealous, but I guess he learned it at school. So, and he all, maybe he holidayed in France as a yeah. as a kid. Too. I'd like to take one of those uh, immersion classes and uh, just kind of get the get it really the French is back. like I mean I you know whenever I, I go a, to Quebec it's you pick it up and you you kind of go all sure right, now I got it. I took a lot of languages in school as you know, but I never felt like I ever knew them really because I never got to go to the country. What one did you and, feel the most comfortable with? Most at home. Well, most most um, well, it's funny. Okay, most comfortable with. Uh, with French, obviously, because you know that's one I knew, I knew the longest. But the one I've always found sort of easy, if that's what you could say, is Spanish for some reason. Like Spanish, mm. even when I wasn't like you know, it's been a long time since I studied Spanish. I can still read it quite well, um, but it's been a long time since I studied Spanish. It's really close to English, though, isn't it? Isn't that why? No, <laughs> I mean it's no more close to English than French is. I mean it's probably closer to. They're all kind of in the same family, aren't they? English, English, well, English is a English has elements of it, but they're not they're not the same at all. They're, like English has so many languages in it that and it and it's such a modern language that it really gets rid of a lot of rules that other languages have. It's a mishmash of other languages. It's a mishmash, but it's also like a a, a, a filtering or even if you want to call it a dumbing down of other languages. Just in the mm-hmm. case that we've gotten rid of cases, we don't have genitive like we don't have genders in our in our nouns. Thank God. I hate that in other oh, languages. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Trying to learn German, there's like three different ways to say the. <laughs> well, yeah. So we, well, that's because they have gender and they have cases, though, because you also have dative, like you, and, and accusative. And, and so you, the the way you, like, not only do you have three different, like, you have ein, eine, and, and whatever the. Einen. Einen or whatever. But it, those change depending on if you're if it's the object or the subject of the sentence, or if it's showing possession, or if it's you know. So that's crazy. It, it, they even have like the dative, which is so weird. Like because like no, so with languages, the older languages, the more complex it is, and languages. So like Latin is more complex than Spanish or French or Italian, because it has like you know it doesn't have articles, it doesn't have the or a. It doesn't have of. It doesn't have to. All those things, all those meanings, are all in the in, in how the word ends. You know, so so it's really confusing. And then and then you introduce like cases, and then and then you have like a subjunctive situation which changes everything. Which Spanish love the subjunctive, by the way. And so you have all these little rules and stuff like that that are way super. Like we have the subjunctive in English, but our subjunctive is really simple compared to like Spanish, which involves like so like say a word like. Um, Poder in uh, so say oh, I came so it's been so long since I studied it so it's hard for me to remember but so one say poder one 
one version of it, like in, in the sentence, would be like puede. But if it's in the subjunctive, it becomes ponga. So it changes itself entirely. So if you're saying like, if you're referring to something that you wish would happen, something that's a possibility, there's all these different rules. So they become subjunctive. So all those verbs change in the way you use them. And so it's really, it's quite complicated. Can we just admit that every other language is wrong? And also it's English is also wrong. It's not that they're, they're yeah, all that's wrong. Right. They're all wrong, but they're all wrong in, in their own right ways. We should all just do sign language. Like, yeah, like <laughs> you say German, like the complicated thing to me about German is if you have an infinitive in a sentence, you put it at the end of the sentence. So you don't say, uh, I'm going to go shopping, you would say, I'm going shopping to go. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for your brain to get around the idea that you have to wait to the end of the sentence to know what the person's going to do. Like, what I want to the store, you know, blah, 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 to go. And it's just, oh, it's so Is Japanese easy? No, it's not. Oh. It's Jap- Once again, Japanese is a very, is it's a very old language. It's difficult in a different way. Yeah. There's no these and A's, which is nice. Once but... again, that's a sign of an old language. Yeah. Like, that... I think we should just uh, communicate in emojis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be, thumbs I'd be emoji. Emoji. It's funny, though, because when Marco Polo first had contact with the Chinese, they wanted him to, they wanted him to take ideograms back to Europe so that they could use that as a way of talking with, to each other because you don't need to speak the same language mm-hmm. to understand symbols. And, but, you know, I think you realize it would be like a, an uphill battle to bring back this <laughs> thing that in a way is, is convenient, but in another way, like in terms of like printing presses and stuff like that is really complicated. You know, like English is really easy to, to make into like a sentence in a, yeah. in, a, in a printing press, but it's really hard to put ideograms and stuff like that. Like you have to really... Emojis are universal. Let's just all switch to emojis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dragon emoji. What's a sneaking emoji? What would that be? Poo? <laughs> poop dragon? Yeah, poop dragon. <laughs> sure, that sounds fine. We oh, need poopy but, dragon. Already, by the, we're, we're. By the way, we need to get a sneaky dragon emoji. We need to get a sneaky dragon emoji yeah. like on Twitter when they have the special yeah. emojis. Yeah, we need to get okay. one of those happening. Okay, I'll figure out how you do it. Okay, that's good. I'm going to look. We're going to do that, and we're also uh, this uh, year. The goal is to uh, we're going to be doing some comedy and some drama on here. I do some scripted stuff as well. This is our this is our goal for the year, and I'm stating it at the beginning of the year. All right, so I, you can hold our feet to the fire on this. I okay. looked into making a sneaky dragon app, and then I discovered that you have to pay like 150 dollars a year to, to Apple to have an app. Oh, well, really? In their in their iOS, yeah. And I was wow. like, nope, because there's no value in that. <laughs> okay. Nope. I mean, you could do some more stuff on the Patreon to pay for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Patreon. Why do you have a Patreon? Can I make it, uh, take advantage of it? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's poopy dragon. <laughs> that's right. Look us up. We'll talk more about that as well. We'll talk about different stuff that we want to do. I'm feeling also, I'm feeling very emotional right now. <laughs> but yeah, I've wanted to do uh, radio stuff for a while and uh, realized that we've got the equipment to do it, mm. and it's dumb that we're not. And so we should. And so we're going to. And so la- I brought that up. I think on last week's show, and Dave went, "I've got a show," and I went like, "Okay, I've got a script that you All made right. me write." So All right, very good. I want to use it. What is it? What is this one called? Is it the same one that I'm thinking of, or is it totally? Yeah, different? I can't remember the name of it now. Okay, but with the it's like an old radio show. Tell me while we're eating pasta. Okay, sure, sounds sure. good. Well, we're coming up. To and I discovered that two hours, my, the so. loss the loss of a laptop meant all the files are gone. All I have are hard copies of it, so I'll have to. Uh, I think I've it. got hard copies of it too, okay. or at least I've got something that you wrote many chapters of yeah. that are all in binders. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I bought a laptop for the first time in my life. <laughs> Recently. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why has it been so long? Because <laughs> I never needed one before. I oh, had very a, good. a desktop PC, yeah. and I use my iPad when I travel, because I don't do work when I travel, but now I'm going to be traveling a whole lot more, so I wanted a, a traveling workstation, so I'm going to get an iPad. Oh, mm. not iPad. 
Um, well, I got I... a Cintiq that's coming to me, a free 13 HD Cintiq. Oh, I have one of those. Oh, was really? It, it wasn't free, though. Okay, well, it's free for me. <laughs> and I got a laptop to go with it, so... Nice. Yeah, first time having a laptop. Goody for you. I got mine. I got mine used, but still. This is also another Mine's goal. Mine's used to. Goal for the okay. year is is Pia showing me how to use the Cintiq because we've got one of those and I want to. Oh, that, what kind so. is it? I don't, what kind of Cintiq do we have, hun? Uh, it's one of the first ones, twenty one inch one. Twenty one inch one, one of the first ones. I think it's one of the ones I have as well. Okay. Mine's kind of outdated and they don't support P is yelling well. Oh, they don't, uh, they don't support it anymore. No, they don't. Which is why um, the one that I have, it's huge and it, mm. it works fine, but you'll find people on Craigslist finding, uh, selling it for very cheap. Mm. I uh, My problem for me with my Cintiq is that I my laptop, I don't think it can process the, like, the like I can't do brush, like I can't do thin, th- thin thick brush strokes and stuff like that. It doesn't oh, seem okay. to want to do that. So it's, it's fine like doing pencil crayon kind of yeah. stuff in Mang- in manga studio or clip art stu- clip art but it's not uh it just will not do brushes and okay so i don't irksome. have to that trouble yeah my, yeah. my laptop is pretty new so maybe your laptop is pretty new my mine's an i7 which is a pretty good but it just depends on the processor really more than more than your cpu so i think my computer's just getting outmoded it's really taking a long time to like edit the show now it's like mm. an hour to, to to do the uh you're taking advantage of the boxing day sales no, I want to build my own uh, computer. Oh yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, before. yeah. Okay. But I'm what really, if it becomes sentient? I'm really, <laughs> I'm really into it. Oh, I just want to talk about one more thing before we go. Okay. So a little while ago, I was drilling at work, and I and the drill skipped out of the screw and w- went into my fingernail. But just like bump, <laughs> just like smacked into it, right? It didn't go okay. into it. Wait, I don't sure. see a hole in your thumb. No, right that's now, exactly so right. Okay. So it just left a bruise, right? Okay. Uh-huh. So the bruise grew out like it grew as my fingernail grew the bruise moved along and as you can see because yeah. you can just see like the little trace of it like the yeah. dark it's, it's the striations the that are left and f- so i was just like so happy because once my next fingernail clipping it's gonna be gone forever right, right? Mm-hmm. and then t- yesterday <laughs> i smacked smacked my fin- my pinky oh, no. into something and so it's, it's now got a blue pinky it's got a blue bed. i have a blue pinky now now was this at work as well yeah okay i was throwing a spring into a box and i didn't see there was this peg hanging down you know what some nail polish will cover that right up yeah i should do that yeah because some black nail polish it was so or painful all... yesterday i was actually like i was actually feeling nauseous oh. how painful oh. it was i was like throbbing with pain and i was like good? oh i'm feeling kind of sick but today it's fine okay today it's fine again i i hate every time you talk about an injury from work yeah well, <laughs> it makes me so makes me so uh let's get you doing it's hopefully stuff. less finger trauma next time it's all left hand though it's fine all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to do our radio shows, and that's going to make us the mad cash. And then that's going to make us, yes, nothing like radio to make you mad cash. I know someone is actually doing quite well. Oh, anyway, okay. uh, we'll talk about that afterwards. Does he have uh, a Patreon? Uh, he did. No, we're doing quite well. Um, so uh, plugs, plugs ahoy. Uh, uh, we're, we're still, we've got our book out, Sparks. Um, actually, you just made uh, me think I'm going to change our Patreon slightly. Sounds good. To Poopy, Poopy Dragon. Very good. It's a poopy dragon. Uh, buy Sparks. Buy French Sparks, which is called Zap. Mm. If you see Robert Crumb on the cover, that's the wrong Zap. That's right. Don't buy that. Uh, buy Exorcisters. If you see Mr. Natural, or, uh, Mr. Natural on the cover, you will see uh, Sneaky Dragon on the cover of uh, the, the issue four of Exorcisters. Unless you get the Ty Templeton. Oh, yeah, it's right in the cover. Guest, uh, guest just, of our show. I just saw this. That's right. Guest of our show, Ty Templeton uh, mm. cover, in which case you will not get that. Uh, but buy both then, why don't you? And uh, if you can buy the comics, awesome. we would appreciate it. Uh, anything to plug, Nina? Um, let's see. You just, put, just did a new steelbook. <laughs> um, yeah, your, your, I did a 
steelbook cover for the game indie game Celeste. I don't know if anyone listening to this mm-hmm. cares about indie games. I think um, so. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's my first time we, designing. We for have a nerds that listen to that. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I was also on um, uh, Talking Simpsons and What a Cartoon pretty recently. And upcoming. Upcoming, I'm going to be on Retronauts two episodes actually. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say which episodes I was on. Okay. Well, so actually, the, I already said is one is about two, Disney Afternoon. <laughs> is it a two-parter or is it no, uh, no, two one, separate ones? No, one is about Disney Afternoon. The other is a totally different one. So, um, yeah. And if you uh, if you listen to our previous episode with Nina, uh, Bob Mackey was on that. He is the yeah. uh, co-host of uh, designer, those shows. Designer of Carol Burnett's gowns. That's right. Spelled differently. And Always also a very different man. Different, different <laughs> man. <laughs> yes. John Mackey. And he just did a Sketchfest show. Oh. Yes, uh, that's very, very cool. Sounds like it went really well. It was a crossover between two Simpsons podcasts. Yeah, Talking Simpsons and Everything's Coming Up uh, Simpsons It was. It reminded podcast. me of like when the JSA and the JLA would cross over <laughs> once a year. It was and a big crossover event. Do they? Yeah, in, in this other universe, Simpsons podcasts are done by women. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, wow. I know. You'd think it like, but eh. And they're younger, too. And they're younger, too. Wow. That's the other thing. And one of them is my editor, so I'm going to shut up about this. Allie Gertz? Yes. For, for Mad Magazine? For Mad Magazine. So I'm yeah. not going to say, I'm not going to be a wise ass about this at all. <laughs> I, I saw You're a, a sellout, Ian. I saw a photo of all of them on, on stage with the poster that I did for the, for their show. Which is a them. great poster. Yeah, thank you. And I'm like, oh, I did a good job capturing all of them in Simpsons style. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure whether characters. they all dressed up to look like the poster, or you're just amazing. That's just what they look like. <laughs> I know, because <laughs> they like, their face. <laughs> that, was, that was remarkable how yeah, dead I'm on like, it was. I'm like, you know what? I did a good job with this. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, uh, you're very, very, uh, very good at that. Um, but, and that's not out yet, I don't think. The, not uh, yet, but next week. It yeah. will be out. And Sk- they talked about The Principal and the Pauper, a very controversial Simpsons episode. That is Why the Carmen Tanzarian episode. It's for Principal Seymour Skinner, uh, a longtime character in the show, was revealed to be a, a giant fraud. Oh, that's right. That's a lot, a lot he of stole someone else's identity. A lot of people feel the show kind of fell apart after that. Yeah, and then uh, after that, people went, you think that's falling apart? Yes, Let's but yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about all these jockeys are really elves? Check this one but out. The thing is, Bob and Henry from Talking <laughs> Simpsons, they both... Like that episode. Mm. This I, I don't know how the it. other two, uh, this everything coming out Simpsons uh, podcasters feel about it, yeah, but okay. I guess we'll find out. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Sounds interesting. I don't think I, I don't think I saw that episode. I think I had uh, jumped jumped off the uh, the monorail at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I start to, I start most of my mornings looking and seeing if I've got an email from Allie Gertz. Uh, <laughs> approving of my tweets. Okay, oh, she approves them. She approves them later. There's two. There's Dan Telfer, who's one of the editors, and he's a guy who's actually uh, on Never Not Funny. Uh, so everyone's on a damn podcast nowadays, mm, yeah. and so he's the first guy who like approves stuff. And then like Dory, and we did it second. There you are. So like around seven in the morning, he'll do an approval, and then about noon, uh, Allie will will come in and approve maybe something else. And uh, she's got different tastes than Dan. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So then I go like, ah, sweet, sweet bag of nickels for each one of those tweets. We were going to call our show something very similar to Never Not Funny, but we thought it was too too close and would uh, make it confusing for people. What's that? Uh, Never Funny. Yeah. It's a little too apt. I I like Poopy Dragon. (laughs) Once again, I'm feeling emotional. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Ian. I've been David. And the third dragon has been... Nina Matsumoto. Follow her on all the things you I'm do. I'm on Twitter. Look Just me up. Just look her up. She's everywhere. <laughs> Come on. Try to avoid her on Twitter. Good luck. And she's just disturbingly funny on Twitter as well. It's not true. It's... <laughs>
Lies. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Sitting back from the mic. <laughs> Silence is golden.